<clears throat> and now the time is here. So I face my final, final curtain. curtain. Was it? I don't know. This. Something I say clear. I don't know. I don't know the rest of that shit. I, I'm, I'm okay. Then move out my way. Um, <laughs> I want to make this very clear. Watching this last episode had me hurting. There's a million things they could have done that would have helped this go away. But instead, so much more than that, they decided to do it the stupid way. I actually got, um, I accidentally told the people in the Oz group that I'm a part of that this last episode was a clusterfuck. And it turns out that there's people who actually worked on the show Oz who are in that Oz group. Oh, like it's a real Oz group. And um, they were like, yeah, opinions are like assholes. And I was like, I don't want to get kicked out the group. So I'm not going to say anything else. I'm just going to apologize real quick. But I was not amused by this last episode. Uh, they still didn't do anything for me with the stories they wrapped up. Yes, they wrapped up everything that they could and they wrapped them up too quick, but a lot of them were just stupid. Like the way they chose to end things were just dumb. Like I, I can you. say a million billion things about Dave Brass, but I would have never said he would have gone out like that. Yeah, that shit was stupid. But, but then again, like Dave Brass gave up he gave up the money. Well, he said he gave he gave him his half or whatever. Well, he said he gave him the money. So he gave up the money and he ain't has shit else. Mm-hmm. So like he still he I mean, the only reason why he was back in Oz in the first place is because he was still feeling how he was feeling about his shit getting cut. That's the only reason why he was still there in the first place. Once that shit was completely sorted out, he was just like, all right, I still feel this way. So let me do, let me do something to the motherfucker who this was really about. Yeah, so it, to him. So, episode eight, the very final episode of Oz, the series finale, is like an hour and thirty-six minutes long. It's the length of a movie, and yet it tells you nothing that you want to know. Like now, that's incredible. I mean, I have seen other finales that that don't stick the landing. Uh, the Sopranos, for one. Um, as far as the what happened after the lights went out. Oh no, uh, no, he said he's that nigga got killed. Yeah, he had, um, but he but he finally said that like what 20 years later? Yeah, but I mean it was it, it, the the ending of the Sopranos is oh oh man, we're spoiling this for Brandon. Yeah, I've never seen it. Okay, then now nah, we won't. Uh because we'll get there pretty soon. Um, but also in shows that I never saw and never will see lost. Um, the whole last season was ash cheeks for lost that whole uh, prison break. Um, heroes, oh, heroes, uh, heroes. That was that was a understandable situation. Yeah, everything past the first season was going to be awful. No, it was. It was. It wasn't that bad until the was it um, midway through the second season was when the writer strike happened and they never recovered. Um, also, the same thing happened. I can't remember what season it was, but the same thing happened with uh, with 
with Friday Night Lights, but they actually recovered. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they were actually able to recover, but they did do a whole fucking season where the big problem of the season in Friday Night Lights could have been solved with one fucking phone call. And no one decided to make a fucking phone call. But that wait, one phone call could have suffered, could have, could have fixed that whole end of that season. But but you didn't let me say the biggest one of all. I think uh, we all know what I'm going to say. Shout out to Shantae and, 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 and Jeremy. Um, Game of Thrones. I only seen the first season, so I can't say anything. Oz is up there somewhere, but we already knew that this was coming because, well, the last two seasons have been like this. It's been a train ride slowly taking us to hell. And so this episode, for what it's worth, we arrived. Leo's dead. Sister Pete and Dr. Nathan feel badly. <laughs> They're like, he was the best man for the worst job. And uh, Artith and Mary Glenn want X McManus to pick up his stuff for them, but they're not mad at him. They're like, she's like, I felt like, I felt like Mary was, didn't approve of our relationship. And Tim should have said what the fans were thinking, which is like, she probably didn't even fucking know about it because we didn't fucking know about it no, until I, you literally were sitting on his I lap. Thought, but I thought Tim was said- like, she, she, she approved. She said that she approved. Like, when did all this happen? Yeah, this is like I don't know that that whole shit was weird. Like, yeah, I mean, but but they had to just wrap this shit up so fast. Well, the shit came out of the blue in the first place, and then they had to wrap the shit up, and it was just like, huh? Yeah, it was it was unnecessarily just out of nowhere type stuff. Like, oh no, they approved of your they they approved of your relationship. Don't don't even don't even trip. Like, it was a thing, and Mary loved you, and artists. Just, you know, she was just happy that he found somebody after they got divorced. And I was like, okay, where the fuck is Floria? X McManus put McManus's name up for the job of warden, but he doesn't want it. Um, and then right after that, like, we're still sitting here wondering about how this whole thing is going to play out with uh, the governor getting in trouble for having all these people killed, including the warden. And, you know, right now it seems like there should be a really big hole while uh, they put two and two together. But nope, they literally solve it in like three minutes. And the reason why they solve it in three minutes is because Henry Stanton. Martin Montgomery. Yes, comes in and says that he knows the lion whacked the warden and Willie Brandt. How he knows. How he saw this. Nobody knows. He did. He also knows that Lionel helped to kill Mayor Lowen. And he says that he that the reason why he knows is because Lionel Kelsch is a bragger and he hates braggers. That's why he's telling. Yeah, he said he talks shit. Yeah, and then also you gotta think that he's he's willing to tell on some shit that he knows because someone told on him for some shit that he didn't actually fucking do. So if if he knows some shit, he's the, he's the exact motherfucker that would be like, hey, hey, hey I just heard this shit. Okay. Um, I need y'all to look into this. I think this is what happened because this motherfucker been bragging and y'all came to get me on some shit that I ain't even fucking do. So like, I need y'all to get this motherfucker for what he did do. I just need I, y'all I understand to, I just need y'all to, every statement you make, every single one, just make sure to say, okay, even though it makes sense, it's still stupid as fuck. I don't but think the way so. they're treating this, the way that they treat this is we're going to put this in Stanton's hands. 
I don't think so. Out of I think nowhere. I think it's fast, but I don't think that part of it is stupid. I just think that it, oh, it just oh, they had to wrap it up too fast. I just don't no, think it's stupid. No, what I'm saying, the reason why I'm saying it's stupid is because we don't see any of this. We don't see any of this come about. We don't see him sitting on the other side of a wall. We don't see Lionel talking to him. We don't see any of this at all. Every time that we see Lionel, he's in a cell by himself getting talked to by C.L. Johnson. And somehow Henry Stanton, he bragged to him. Like, are we not going to talk about the severity of the situation? Like, you just killed somebody for the governor. Why are you talking about it? Are we not going to talk about the ethos of this? Like, I just don't see how this works. It, it the only reason why it works is because they had to get through this shit fast. Exactly, and that's, that's, that's what the, makes it that, stupid. But that's but that's the that's the that's the the leeway I'm giving them. This is the last episode. You got to wrap this. No, shit up. I'm not so giving I, them leeway for that, fam. It's worse I am. because it's the same shit they've done for six seasons. Exactly. <laughs> that's just, how do you find this out? How did they find that out? How did they find this out? How did they find that out? I've been saying this for six seasons. So at this point, I'm just like, okay, at least they explained it. At least they didn't just the governor's arrested and if just we're, if, it. if we're gonna stick the landing at any point, I want it to be the very last episode, and they still don't. They're still like, we're just gonna keep doing what we're doing just longer than usual. And that's I think that's I, 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 that's what irritates me. But if y'all aren't irritated by it, I'll just keep my irritation to myself. I'm, I wasn't just irritated by- I'm just gonna sigh heavily like um my wife does when she walks past a trash can and it's full. I, I, don't, I don't know. Maybe it's the maybe it's the calming influence of this uh, wickless candle I got going on in the background. This cashmere glow is fucking fantastic. But did you make um, it? yes, I did. But it's, it was a can. It was a candle that I burnt, and then I put it on a stand so it can melt the bottom. And you said that you have the the things too, right? Like the actual candle warmers. You have a whole deal. Cool. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna order one because I need to take one to work and have one for Kenny's room, one for Kid Austin's room, and one for our room because those boys smell like teenagers. Okay, we, we'll talk. All right. Um, also, <sighs> I just, I, I, did, I think your feelings about this just don't. I, I don't feel anything of what you're feeling right now. Okay, so you're not feeling it yet. But Henry goes to PC. He goes to protective custody. And McManus threatens Lionel with a hole and Lionel snitches on Johnson immediately. Like the way that this all falls apart is like, Leo, you were one step away from the right path. And this whole thing falls like dominoes. Johnson says he's not talking without his lawyer and a deal. But before that happens, McManus punches Johnson in the face. Mm-hmm. Also, as a side note, as a side note, I don't know anyone not a single person who actually has a lawyer on retainer. But everybody in TV shows who are about to get in trouble are like, I need to talk to my lawyer. I do. One, just one, but I do. Are they rich? Yes. That's how it works. It's not going to be just a random CO. Right. Yeah, of course. But I mean, of course, but also this random CO is doing work for doing work on behalf of the governor by proxy. Mm-hmm. You really think he don't have access to somebody? Yeah. If this shit gets fucked up, because I mean, they told him they told him we need you to kill. We need you to kill the warden. Like what? 
You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, they did tell him that they needed to kill the other guy too, and that's why the other guy ended up snitching. But, <laughs> but they did tell him that he needed to kill the warden. It's just like his dumb ass took care of the warden first. I'm just, I'm just saying, like, when people say, you know, they need to lawyer up. Usually, the people that I know, that means they're about to get a a, a public defender who's gonna meet them outside the jail or outside the courtroom right before their uh, actual trial. So yeah. when Drop he's it. like, I ain't talking without my lawyer and the deal. Yeah, the, the lawyer comes to meet you dropping papers all over the floor like the nerdy girl in a 90s movie that's about to be beautiful in about a half an hour. Um, mm-hmm. Comes in and calls <laughs> you the wrong name because we all look just alike in these suits. <laughs> right. Nobody has that dude from uh, The Wire. Like nobody has a lawyer like that on on command, and I'm I'm also reading you know the cartel, and they have lawyers who are just like we've known your family for years, and I'm like there I don't know anybody like that. I know lawyers. I jokingly say I had them on retainer. You know what I'm not gonna do? I'm not gonna pay a lawyer for thirty years just in case something happens. That sounds too much like car insurance. I hate car insurance. I hate lawyers. My car insurance is due in a couple days. My lawyers are due to, I have nothing. What did you say, Brandon? I love both. I got in an accident one time. The car insurance <laughs> paid off my car, and I had money left over to get another car, which I wouldn't have had without car insurance. And we got the civil rights act because of lawyers. So look, what you want? Look, for real, for real. <laughs> so they tried um, to take it down down in court for the last 50 years and lawyers protected it okay so governor devlin comes in and x mcmanus lets him know that johnson has implicated perry of the murders x mcmanus is now like completely furious now that leo's dead before this she was completely on the governor's side but as soon as leo dies it's like forget you um mcmanus tells the governor that he's next because perry's been implicated Perry tries to talk to Devlin and gets told by Devlin, shut up. <laughs> the governor cancels his press conference and leaves, calling the charges scurrilous, and he says that he'll handle the charges. And McManus says, I don't see how, other than typing out your resignation. And then, and then the governor asks ex McManus, whose name is Ellie, if she's coming with him. And she's like, no, fuck you. And it basically reminded me so much of Jan. Exactly. Thank I was saying Jan. that. I was muted. Who's going with me? <laughs> Thank you, Jan. Thank you, Jan. <laughs> I'm not going to do what you think I'm going to do. I'm not, not going to freak do. out. What everyone thinks I'm going to do. Don't worry. Don't worry. I'm not going to do what everyone thinks I'm going to do. Flip out, man. All I want to know is who's coming with me? <laughs> who's coming, man? Who's coming with me? <laughs> huh? Who's coming with me, man? I will. Jan, thank That's you. That's from a movie. Jan. I've seen huh? That's from Half Eight. That's Half Eight. Yes, I've seen that before. Okay. And he's like, Jan, thank you. Will you be my girlfriend? And she's like, no, I'm a lesbian. <laughs> thank you, Jan. 
<laughs> so, um, Quarrens is now the new warden of Oz. <laughs> he said it. He said it, but oh, a I while know. back when when they were at that um, when they were at that convention that like, they had look, that I'm, I'm at I'm at Larger, <laughs> but, but I'm coming back. About, not that other shit. Quarms literally led to Oz going to shit. A man got stabbed right because because directly because of his rulings that he but, was working directly but because but remember but because the warden met that, wouldn't talk about it and decided to suppress the information he was like well i just gave you a bad reference <laughs> and, and quarms like it wasn't bad enough motherfucker yeah because they talked during that thing they said that wherever he was at lardner or whatever he was lardner yeah he was doing he was doing exceptionally well and he was the warden over there Mm-hmm. So, like, because of, even because of that bad reference, it didn't stop his shine, and he was getting a good look over there. And mm-hmm. he told him that he was gonna have his job. Mm-hmm. He told him that that day. You know what? So did the drunk dude. He was like, "You ain't gonna have this job for much longer." Mm. Well, I just made a face on it. <laughs> Watch me as I say, as I see. What if? <laughs> so. Uh, Quarns tells McManus that he has a month before he gets fired because the governor has a hard on on getting him out the office. That's a direct quote. But if the governor goes, McManus may not have to. Also, I'm a big fan of M City. That's what Quarns tells yeah. McManus. I'm a big fan That's, of it. I like that, it. M City got him that job that he was in. That got exactly. him his job. Exactly. Uh, Rivadal can't sleep due to excitement about seeing Stella again. And right before she went to the hospital, he professed his love for her, um, but she told him that he didn't love her, which means she doesn't love him. Um, they hug, and she tells him that she's not used for new breasts yet. Uh, she says that she may forget names and people, and she's sorry for that. Uh, she tells Rebidow that she loves him in her fashion, and they hold hands and quote poetry. Then she tries to see uh, Pablo, but she's rebuffed because he's in the hole. Uh, she's afraid of what's going through his head right now and wish that he could have books in there. Uh, they got Pablo in the restraining chair for that shanking, I guess. I still I still didn't see it. Like y'all said, it was a shanking. I still saw a forearm shiver um, with a forearm. Stella pays a black CO to give her the opportunity to read to Pablo, and she sits outside the door of the hole and reads Tom Sawyer. Uh, my question was, if the CO was black, uh, so what's he going to do when she gets to talking about nigger Jim? She's gonna say inward. She inward Jim, black man Jim. She's gonna say inward, like I N W A R D. She's inward Jim. She's gonna be like, she's gonna be like black man Jim, inward Jim. You know what? I'm tired of this. You're a nigger. Inward Jim. Inward Jim. Look inward Jim. <laughs> um, the mole sees Norma and Ruby. Uh, and gets the urge. So now the mole wants to become the dad. <laughs> but in order for him to do that, he needs to artificially inseminate Norma. Uh, and the commissioner won't allow him to do that, though, because it opens up the state to legal risk, which makes sense to me. Uh, so the mole gets mad and attacks the CO. Why do, why do they end up attacking these COs and these people in these proceedings? I'll never understand. But they what, do it every what, time. What good what good do you think is gonna come of this? They do it every time. 
I have yet to see something good come of it, but every single time somebody gets beat up by an, by an inmate, at least just, when it was Alvarez, I was like, okay, I can see that happening, but there's no sure. way I see the mole beating somebody up. Man, stop. We just cut Brandon off like five times in a row. <laughs> Go ahead, Brandon. Nope, I'm good. <laughs> every oh, time you know what? Talk, I'm, I'm sorry. Talk. I'm not even, my, my screen wasn't even looking at y'all, so I didn't even know he was talking. <laughs> I'm <laughs> good. Just, he just did it like five times in a row. He just went to go. Uh, never mind. Uh, uh, never mind. <laughs> that was mean. I was sorry, dog. It's cool. Come on, Brandon. What are you going to say? No, nothing. It's not that important. Yeah, this part ain't that important at all. It's not but, that important at all. But, they, but again, this is them having to wrap this storyline up way too fucking fast. So I didn't hate it, but this should have came up a little bit sooner. Come on, Brandon. You know the rules, fam. What's up, Toothpick? What's up? Already gonna jump this fool in. Let's do this, our dog. What's up, there, little homie? About ready to do this? Yeah, man, I'm ready. What's up? What's up? You've been hanging with the homies in the hood for a while now. About time we jump your punk ass in. That's right. Let me tell you something. In this world, if you can't swim, you found the drizzle. Yeah. And if you fall, you better pick your punk ass up. That's right. And the rest of y'all, don't cut him no slack. Y'all fools get busy. Let's go. Working, dog, working. Idea what that is. I can't wait because we'll be there. We will literally be there after we finish this next uh, episode of Hindsight. Okay, so basically, he was just saying this shit is like double dutch. You better jump your ass in when you can. (laughs) Um, That was basically what he was saying. It it was supposed to be like a gig initiation, but it ended up being like uh, double dutch. Yeah, yeah. They were they were literally jumping him in. Yeah. Um, seen that before. So. What were you saying, Brandon? Come on, man. Now I'm really curious. I don't know. Keep it moving. It's all good. It's all good. Um, Claire's pregnant. And she don't know who the daddy is. She Uh, should. And no, she shouldn't. She done forced herself on so many inmates. Yeah, but I mean, she she basically did. I I mean, we've never seen her like the way she said it is like she was just bouncing around. But we only seen her fuck with one dude at a time. So like tracing back her tracing back her steps. She knew she knew it was the 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 Hispanic dude that 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 got smothered. She said it was going to be in a brown baby. Yeah, it was the Hispanic dude because like. Remember, she was she was fucking with him. He got sick, and then that's how he ended up in the ward. And then he got and then he got fucked up there. And then she tried with Omar, and then Omar threw the fuck up on her feet. And then so like she knows exactly who this is, unless there's other people that they just didn't show. 
Oh yeah, she also was kind of fucking with um what you call it too. After that, she she was fucking with um Keller Keller after. Mm-hmm. So so, but it all depends on how far she needs to track this back because we never saw those things going on concurrently. Those are all like separate incidents. Like she moved from one dude to the next. Brandon, what you think? Nothing. She knew. She knew it was a brown person. And she ain't had no time for uh, B.D. Wong's um, anti-abortion pitch. Yeah, she was like, you know what? I I don't do abortion either. You're not the only Catholic I've been here, pastor. No, she said Catholics aren't the only people who are anti-abortion. Yeah, also Republicans, I'm guessing. And you you are you're very aware that she's a Republican. Yes. Well, no, a lot of people a lot of people are against abortion personally. Yeah, but no, the rest of the things she does and says, like in regards to how they treat the inmates really makes it like she's leaning not liberal at all no she's not liberal at all yeah uh jackson bayhew got parole and went back to the league take that augustus as soon as you die (laughs) (laughs) and i just i just thought it was weird that that shit just happened completely off screen exactly you know what's funny about it augustus dies and jackson just rolls out Ooh, I wish it was a horn. Ooh, man. So he comes back to Oz, which is always a bad idea. I don't know why anybody ever comes back to Oz, uh, C. Beecher. Um, but he comes back to Oz to talk to the young inmates about their choices. And while he's there, Dave Brass comes to talk with him um, and says, hey, man, you remember me? And Jackson's like, yeah. And Dave's like, um, I got season tickets for, for you know, for your games don't be at all the games and jackson's like okay good for you and he's like i was wondering when i come out can you you know get me access to the locker room and jack's like no what a dick we, we not homies we're not homies we're dude. fucking guard like we not homies when i was in here you treated me like straight trash he right? did he didn't even give him a hard foul in the basketball game y'all being Y'all being petty. But they not friends. They're they as far not from cool. friends as possible. They're on the opposite sides of the coin while they're in Oz. And even if he didn't do anything to him directly, he still did not help him out. Like, he didn't give him any anything. He gave him no quarter. And now you want to act like y'all were, like, besties. Like, do you remember me? Do you know my name? And it's like, why would I do that? Why would I know you? Yeah, like I play basketball against you. Like other than that, we ain't had no other interactions, dog. Like so, like what makes you think that I'm gonna let you get around a whole bunch of motherfuckers, a whole bunch of rich motherfuckers that like you invited? And like, think about it. He, he's in the NBA. You let a prison guard off him in, in in the fucking locker room, dog. Like, mm-hmm. no, dog. I'm gonna need you to back all the way to fuck off. Right. We're not, we're not entertaining prison guards, nigga. Like, this is not what this shit is about. Why? Why is he here? Oh, because he was a. Why? No. Use your time exactly. wisely and well. With any kind of luck, you can pull your life back together. And get the fuck out of Oz. 
Officer Brass, you still dancing down these halls? Yep. Some are saying as lucky as you. You know, I had nothing to do with that tendon being sliced. I know. Hey, I bought season tickets to the Knights. I'll be at the arena every time you play. Uh-huh. Maybe after a game, I can come into the locker room, hang out, meet the other players. No, I don't think so. Oh, okay. Um, let me ask you something, Jackson. Uh, when you're out on the court playing, all those eyes on you, you ever wonder? Wonder what? Who's out there? There's a lot of crazies in the world, man. No, I'm not afraid. <laughs> Bro, you got huge stundines. Nice to see you again. All right, fellas. See, fucked up. No, 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 because this was already a part of the plan. That was not he did. He didn't cause this thing to go one way or the other. He mm-hmm. Dave Brass wanted his revenge on this nigga one way or the other. Mm-hmm. So, and, so and whether the, he gave him the the locker room, if he had given him access to the locker room, I am almost certain he would have just shot him in the locker room. If I think if he would have gave him access to the locker room, Dave Brass would have succeeded. Mm-hmm. Because he didn't succeed. What he tried to do? Punch him in the face? Is that what they said? No, he tried oh, he to shot shoot him. him. He shot at him. He shot him. First of all, how how what what kind of league is this where they don't even have metal detectors? Blame the league. You know good and well, Dave Braz know the fucking security. That's true. <laughs> you know, a New York, a New York uh, correctional officer. You know he know all the security guards. He know them by name. He know their kids. He know their mom on them. Like he know everybody. How's Francine doing? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he go, you know what I mean? He ain't got to scare his ticket. He'd be like, "Hey, Philip, how's Francine?" Like you know what I mean? It, it just goes right on past. This dude literally bought a season ticket, thinking that he was gonna get a chance to shoot Jackson Vahue, which Why makes it premeditated. Why would you buy a season ticket when all you needed was a home? Y'all are contradicting your own argument. Why would he need a season ticket if his plan the whole time was to shoot? He bought a season ticket because he wanted to go to the games. And then Jack, he's already losing it. And then Jackson Vahue shitted on him. And then he was like, you know what? Fuck you. It wasn't even like he was that rude. He was just like, no, I don't think so. No, I don't think you're going to get in there, dog. I don't think so. Honestly, I don't think that Brass was, I think that at that point in time, Brass's mind was made up because he didn't even get mad at Jackson. He was just like, okay, you got huge and, balls, but and okay. Then, it, it, and then he just led right into it. Oh, you ever wonder who's out there? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He did everything, but I'm coming for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's, but that's, that, that's, I'm thinking that was the plan this whole time. That was not a plan that he just came up. Oh, no, no. And so the next thing that happens is that he's walking the maze. <laughs> and uh, he talks to Murphy, Brass talks to Murphy and tells him that he wants to be famous. He tells Murphy that he, re- he admires Murphy for telling the truth about what happened with Morales. And Murphy's like, you sound like you're about to quit. And Brass like, that's because I am. 
I'm going to reshuffle my deck and play a new hand. Well, his new hand is going to Jackson Bay Hughes basketball practice. He didn't even make it to the game. Basketball practice and licking yeah, off shot that's, that's true. He never actually made it to the, the fucking home games that he paid for. So he went past security at the practice and licked shots at him. How's Francine? And now he going to Oz. Uh, Timmy's mom hates Hoyt. Uh, and honestly, she, let me think of the best way to say this. It isn't going to irritate Brandon. Timmy's mom hates Hoyt and Timmy's mom is a fake lover of father Ray, because when father Ray is like, please don't touch me, you know, that I am. Um, I have, I, I've taken a, a vow of chastity. She's like, how dare you even say I was going to do something like that? I'm a good woman. And then she just goes full on racist. No, she does the exact same thing that her son did. Mm-hmm. Yep. Looking for love. And when it gets rebuffed, she's, she goes in the complete opposite direction. Yeah. She does the exact same thing. It's like, oh, that's where he got it from. Mm-hmm. Karen's breeding Karen's. Uh, Hoyt tells Ray that Pastor Dylan didn't ascend to heaven as once believed. They actually just packed his ass back into the wall and sealed him up again. Yep. <laughs> so then they took the wall back down. They literally took the wall back down, put him in and put it back up. And Ray goes to the wall and Dylan is a mummy. Not like Norma, though. Not that kind of mummy. <laughs> Arif tells Burr that he feels bad about lying to the Muslims no, no, about what did, happened to the machines. You skipped the most important part. He found him in the wall and then just said, oh, well, and put the shit back. Like, he didn't report it. Well, he didn't report it or nothing. It was like, yo, this, this man's body is in the wall. Like, you know, he, he could have went and told somebody. It was like, hey. I, I think that, honestly, that was a pride thing because he had been telling folks, I think he ascended to heaven. If I found out that the dude that I thought ascended to heaven was really in the wall that he was in the first time around, I'm going to put him back to. I'm going to at least let somebody, like, I'm, if I'm. If, I don't know how they didn't smell it. If I'm a man I of God. A, hold on. I missed this. So that was the preacher? Yes, yes, that was Dylan. But I thought they got him out of the wall. And then they put him back in the wall. Yeah. All in all, he's just another brick in the wall. <laughs> so they literally. They they put the they they had they put him in the wall when they were constructing the wall, and then they took the wall back down to put the no no no, no. the explosion right. opened up the wall and that's when they found him, and then he went he went he went all ghost dead, and then he disappeared. And apparently they they figured they needed to wrap that up. Like they they tried to wrap everything up with the exception. We still don't know what happened after Augustus went in that fucking uh, coffin. <laughs> that coffin. But uh, but like this is the best they could come up with. And I'm just like, okay, I you know you should have just left the shit alone. You should have just let some bullshit supernatural thing be a part of this. At mm -hmm. this point, you should have just left it alone. But apparently he was in the wall, and then Father Ray was just like. Oh shit, he's in the wall. Oh well. He's just another brick in the wall. <laughs> right? So um what did they put him in the wall for. 
He was already burnt to a crisp. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's the point? I the mean, bikers still, the bikers are still mad. I mean, people burn hot dogs and still put them in the refrigerator. Burn hot dogs are the best dog. No, they're not. It's dumb shit. It is dumb shit to think that burnt hot dogs are the best. I got some burnt hot dogs right now. You know what is good though? Slightly like tinged. You like slightly somebody. tinged hot links. No, he sounds like somebody who likes well done steak right now. Yeah, he I'm a, I'm a, I'm a medium well. Sorry, I graduated to medium well a few years ago, but I was. No such thing as medium well. Hope you know I, that. I just, just a little. I just need a little bit of pink. Just a little bit of pink. I don't want. I don't want my shit red. I don't want my shit bleeding. A little bit of pink is all right with me. I'm fine. Um, I graduated oh uh, from from well done. I don't want. I don't want. Well done means overcooked. Medium well means well done. That's okay. what it anything means. past medium is well done is what Brandon's saying. They don't do medium well. That's well done. When you go to a restaurant, you say I want it well done. That means I'm burning it. And here's the here's the thing about steak. No, I mean, most steak places a little bit of pink. Give me most, a little bit of pink. And most good. steak and, and stop saying you need a little bit of pink, man. I just just cut that out. I'm um, single, nigga. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> but most steak places, they use a sous vide machine to cook their steaks until somebody actually orders them and then they take them out and they grill them up, which also makes me wonder why it takes them so long to cook them because. If you get a steak that is, and have you noticed this, Brandon, if you if you and three other people at the table get steaks and they're between medium and rare, the steaks come out pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. When you get a medium, when you get a well done scar, the reason why it takes so long is because they literally have to cook it <laughs> until it is done. Like there is no juice left. There is no nothing left. And that literally goes against everything that they just worked for with this steak, <laughs> which is why they come out with such an attitude against you. Why do you have an attitude? Well done. <laughs> I've never, I haven't been to a restaurant with a well-done person in a long, long time. I know, I typically don't order steak anyway. Even at a steakhouse, I order one of those like really cool steakhouse hamburger type things. I, I've, it's rare for me to order a steak. I saw somebody somebody order a steak once and the chef literally came out and said, we don't do that here. You don't do well, oh, well done. We don't do well done here. We don't okay. do that. I respect that chef. I'd have gave yeah. him a chance to like 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 the, <laughs> the server was like, hold on one second and left them at the table mid-order. He was like, I like a ribeye. Well done. Hold on one second, sir. Went back, got the chef. The chef came out and said, We don't do that. Or yeah, the chef was like, We don't do that here, sir. I did go out to a nice restaurant with someone before and they asked for steak sauce, and I was so embarrassed. Oh my god. So, so I made well, we don't we don't like steak sauce. Like, no, if you if you're no. cooking the steak well, you should if you're if you're doing a good job of seasoning the steak, it does not require steak sauce. They don't even have steak sauce in these restaurants. I was so embarrassed. I was like, oh, I was the only like, thing that's worse than people who put steak sauce on a steak in one of these steak restaurants. Like I'm about to say about it. Ketchup. I'm about to say it. I put ketchup on my steak. I keep no, yeah, ketchup, I mean, ketchup, no. ketchup and steak sauce mixed. Scar I put puts both. ketchup on his steak, man. Ketchup and steak sauce. Like I'm, I, I mix the two. Like it's mostly steak sauce with a little bit of ketchup. Swirl that, swirl that bitch around a little bit. You know yeah. what that means? That means you've never had a good steak before. <laughs> I just never. I don't. I'm not a steak guy. I'm not. I'm not really. I'm not a steak guy. I'm never. Put some steak. I'm. I'm not a steak guy. If if I have if I have any. Other, hey, you're not a steak guy because you ain't had no good steak. Right. I just. 
I've just never been, I've never been that guy. It's just like, you know, I'd rather have a hamburger or a hamburger steak. What's what's a mashed steak? Like steak and shake? No. Are you talking about like Salisbury steak? Yeah, some people call it hamburger steak. (laughs) You about to offend. (laughs) No, I don't know how to deal with this. I just don't. I'm just not. I'm not that guy. I'm just not that guy. I made me starting throw up. <laughs> I, I, I choked. I did. I, I am. I actually, to... I have literally told someone in the past, "Burn that bitch." When it came to a steak, <laughs> I literally, I literally told someone that before. <laughs> that has happened. Like it was on like one of those like like there was like a local place called Steak and Ale and like I knew the guy kind of like you know I knew him a little bit like knew him from high school, um and like he was the server so I'm just kind of like yo let me get that let me get that whatever ounce sirloin burn that bitch do you know how was it a nice steakhouse or was it like Outback? No, it was it was it was kind of Outback Outbackish. Do you know what happens when you ask for somebody to, to, to cook your steak well done? Do you really want to know what happens in the back when you ask them to cook your steak well done? I can tell you what happens. I'm, I don't want to know because I'm, I don't, I don't really order steak very often. So you know what? Fuck it, I'm going to tell you. So when you order <laughs> a steak well done, here's what happens. They put your steak on the grill first. They cover it up with a little pan thing. So it doesn't affect anything else with all the popping, sizzling, fire that's going to hit it. They spritz it so then the flames go up even more and they literally do everything they can to make your steak as tasteless and leathery as possible. That's what the steak sauce is for. And then you put ketchup <laughs> and barbecue sauce on top of it and call it steak I'm just, sauce. I'm just, I was just fucking with you right now. Like, that, was good. that does just, remind me, I have to get this in weekly, that does remind me of a scene on Curb Your Enthusiasm. Where he goes to this really nice restaurant, and the and the waiter comes out, and he wants to make like a change to you know how you go to a restaurant and they'll have like certain things on the on the meal like this comes with a side of this this and this. And you're like, uh, can I substitute this? So the rest he's making the order, and he tells the he tells the waiter, ask him if they can take this off. But if the chef makes a face, tell him never mind. And so, <laughs> so he tells the waiter, he says like the chef makes a face. Uh, tell him never mind, don't do it. And then the waiter goes back and brings it out. And then he sees the, he goes to the bathroom and he, in the bathroom is next to the kitchen. And he steps in and he sees the chef and he says, Hey, I ordered this food and I asked him to change this. Did you make a face? And then, and then the, and the chef's like, oh, I made a small face. And so he asked him, What's the face that he made? And he made like a face like this, like, <sighs> And then he goes, the waiter didn't give me that face. He gave me a different face. So he starts arguing about like the levels of the face that the <laughs> chef made because he wanted to change the food. That's what you do to the chefs. When you say I want well done steak, they make a face. See, uh. this is why I don't order steak. It this is why steak. I don't order steak. I just, I want the hamburger, dog. Do you hamburger. get your hamburger well done? No, medium well. Um, just the, I mean, but they have to. They can't. They when they when you have hamburgers at some of these restaurants, like you know, like a fucking like Longhorn or some shit oh, like yeah, that. Yeah, they yeah. can't. They they say they can't let it go like rare or some shit like that. Oh, Not with a hamburger, like they can't. I've no. This is. I guess this is. This is privileged me. Uh, but 
whenever I go to a restaurant, if I order red meat, if they don't ask me how I want that red meat, I don't order the red meat. My sister is like the weird is the weird one of the family. She wants those like put it in a pan, wait like three seconds, flip that bitch. <laughs> it's three seconds. She want her shit bleeding. Yeah, she want it red. Apparently, that's where you get the most flavor. She she want that shit bleeding, and I'm not about that life. I do medium rare at, at my point where I'm at now. I'm usually medium rare. I can't. I'm I'm I like I just graduated from not being well done. Have you ever had medium rare? No. Just the idea of it makes it not sound good to you. Yes. Okay. That's what it is. Okay. Mm -hmm. If someone would slip you a medium rare steak, you would be like, God damn, this is the most flavorful steak I ever fucking had in my life. The the first time I ever had a medium rare steak, it literally took my breath away. (laughs) You're going to be like, God damn, this is what a steak tastes like. And it made me mad. (laughs) It made me mad that it tastes so good because I've been dealing for so long with parents who wouldn't give any option other than you have to eat steak well done. That is the same exact thing that happened to me the first time I had one. And it's so, it's it's mind blowing, right? Like what the, you know, I felt like Arsenio Hall on the Chappelle show. Why didn't y'all tell me the cheese was this good? (laughs) That's exactly what it is. I will literally smack somebody. I was like, what? You did. I was like, I'm not eating that fucking bloody undone shit. And they were like, just taste it. And I was like, all right. And I tasted that shit. And I was like, oh my. Huh. Right? Yeah. Like, huh. Huh. Going back? No. And, 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 Scar, you got to stop going to places where they don't believe in seasoning. If you go to a place where they believe in seasoning, you know what they don't believe in? Steak sauce. Do you know where you find steak sauce at, Scar? Golden Corral. I've been to a Golden Corral and I don't know how fucking long. Who exists? Yeah, they exist out here. Well, here's they, the thing about California. They, oh, they it's back new out here. here. They, they, I, 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 they back around here. They Golden Corral is <laughs> back back. I went past one one Saturday on my way to fucking Hobby Lobby, and that bitch was jumping. And this was months ago. Like we're not talking about. They they've been back. Basically, what happened was when Texas opened the fuck back up, Golden Corral has been back in business around here ever since. Did y'all hear about how? And and we're way off the subject. We'll get back on in a second. But did y'all hear about how the burger place out here, In and Out Burger, has inadvertently become the bastion food place for anti-vaxxers because they failed their COVID tests. Wow. <laughs> oh, are you serious? Yep. Out burger actually has decent burgers. Yep, but they also are proudly now anti-vax. And they are like... Oh, oh. Republicans are like, this is our place. So, oh, In-N-Out Burger, we stand with Calgary. The one right. food place that actually pays a living wage to their workers and that promotes their workers into management. And managers there make like $75,000-$80,000 at In-N-Out Burger. That place is the Republican place. Yeah. What the? And, and the weird part about it, also the weird part is California. Well, no, there's Republicans in California. They just they just in certain places. Oh, yeah. I know a Republican that moved from Alabama to California, and all he does is complain about California. And I'm like, bro, you moved to California. You you brought Alabama sensibilities to California. What the fuck did you think was going to happen? 
Oh my god! Now I can't go to In and Out. Now I'm upset. I've never been because I've never been in a place that has those. I've never I've never actually been to a a, a real Whataburger either. Whataburger is it's okay. People here in Texas love it. It's okay though. I've never been to a real one. That's a fake one. We mean a fake one. There was one that was started kind of around the same time, but it's a very small. It's like two fucking locations in Virginia. Um, apparently, they were started around around the same time, and um, it's they're not they're not connected in any way, shape, or form. Oh, they're so just somebody just had the idea to have that name. Yep. <laughs> oh man, that's that's uh, that's that's fuck. That's kind of interesting. Who got the who got the um, who got the the trademark on that? Like, how's those? How do both of those exist? So, no, I want to say one last thing. You can right. say one more thing, and then I'm gonna say one thing too. Now, now I I'm gonna say this. Like, you've known me for a long time. I have, and you know, the exact same reason why I've never been to a good place that serves steak. Yeah, I do. Because I don't go nowhere, and this I know this is a personal flaw. <laughs> but I ain't going nowhere where I ain't got a chicken finger backup. Yeah, I know. He nowhere. Retained. I ain't going nowhere where I ain't got a chicken finger backup. If I don't like nothing on the menu, I got some chicken fingers to fall back on. Steakhouse has got that. It's for kids. You can get that. No, no, no. I'm talking about adult adult chicken fingers, bro. Like, I'm just... They adult chicken fingers. They just generally sell them to get to kids. No, 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 no. I'm talking about I need a platter. Like I need I need it, 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 his his idea of a of a good meal is Applebee's, basically. No. Yes, you only go you only go when they got unlimited riblets. Like you don't go to Applebee's on, unless they got unlimited riblets. I haven't been to Applebee's in <laughs> in 15 years, 12 years. So, um, when I did Sarah, go to Friday's last week, though. I will say that I went Friday's to good. I like their I like their bourbon sauce. Their uh, Jack, whatever that's it was. The, oh my god, that's exactly what I went for. See? Jack Daniel chicken. Yep. I'm gonna figure out how to make that, and then it's a wrap. After I, went, after I saw Ghostbusters, I was like, "Huh, it's a Friday's here." I haven't had the Jack Daniel chicken in a while, and I went. So, um, the only in and out burger in San Francisco at Fisherman's Wharf was closed down uh, for violating the city's indoor vaccine mandate. Um, and now Republicans all around the area. But here's the thing. The moment you said San Francisco, then that clues us in on why all of this is happening. San Francisco is a weird fucking place where like, it's like, it's like it's basically the inner city with Alabama. All yeah, around. okay, cool. But no, in and out literally went ham on this. They went on the offensive. They blasted the city of San Francisco saying, we are not going to become the COVID police. Yeah, but then also the people San Francisco San Francisco people were the the anti-vaxxers before this was a before before it was the anti-vax because of fucking COVID. Like they were the they were the anti-vax people before that. They were the Jenny McCarthy's. Oh yeah, exactly. They refused to become the vaccination police for any government, and everybody was like, "Yay, we're gonna get double doubles tonight." <laughs> you gotta fight for your right. Animal style. I've, I've been I've been told that that's what you say. 
Yes, it is. Good job. So when you come out here and you don't want to eat a good steak, you can have fucking In N Out Burger. I mean, I've never had it. It's worth a try, right? It It is just like eating medium rare steak. We're gonna get scarred medium rare steak one day. Yeah, he's gonna come out here, and that's gonna be the only thing that I serve. We're gonna tell him this. We're gonna tell him this medium well. You know what's cool about the way that I cook steak, though? Getting me out there is the problem. Not really. Southwest has flights for like $49. Not from Virginia. <laughs> I've, never, I've never been on an airplane. Yeah, just get drunk. I'll meet you at the airport. Yeah, the grocery store got these little, uh, got like an eight pack of uh, fireball shots. Mm-hmm. The, the regular gro- you, you can't buy liquor. You can't buy liquor at the grocery store around here. You got to go to an ABC store, but like, no, I saw like these little, it's like a, 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 like a six or eight pack of like fireball shots. And I'm like, shit. Everybody. Yeah. So I'm laughing because thinking about somebody drinking on an airplane makes you think about the Wolf of Wall Street where he's like, you called the captain the N word. (laughs) Sorry. Um, Anyhow. Let's see. Arif tells Burr that he feels bad about lying to the Muslims about what happened to the machines. And Burr's like, dude, you got paid. Shut the fuck up. And that's exactly what he should have did. And Arif's like, no, I need to confess. And he goes and confesses to the Muslims and they beat the shit out of him. He literally looks like Rocky after he loses the Clever Lang and Mickey And Mc- McMahon is just like, I don't know what's happening here. I'm not actually going to stop this. Like, I'm, I'm just, I, this is this is not a me issue. McManus <laughs> goes after the fact and goes, "What was this about?" Mm-hmm. Like, he didn't actually stop it while it's happening. Nope. He's looking directly across the way. This is happening right outside his office, and just like everything else that happens right outside his office, he is quick to get somebody on that. He let this shit ride. He, they literally, he saw this shit, and they were like, "You want some of this too?" And he's like, "Nope." And so I didn't know that reference. Good. I worried about you for a second there. Um, he tells a retells McManus what happened, why he got beat up like that. And uh McManus, like, you know what? I'm gonna punish you by putting you in the cage. And he's like, No, I gotta confess to you, my soul is in peril. And I was like, My soul is in peril. Oh, okay, that doesn't sound as good as <laughs> Either I find my soul in this place, or I am lost forever. <laughs> and then he comes back and he tells Burr, Arif told me what happened, and Burr is like, Arif's lying, and, and McMahon's like, I believe Arif anytime he speaks, dog, like, especially over you. So we're going to have to shut down this whole telemarketing thing because I'm throwing your manager into solitary. McMahon's was fed up. What exactly? For what? What are we throwing him in solitary for? I'm not quite sure why. He destroyed equipment. Why are we throwing him in solitary for this, McManus? Please explain this to me. Insurance fraud? <laughs> what? Why Why is McManus, why does he care about insurance fraud? Because it makes him look bad. He got this man out here working in this plush-ass job, He's, and then he commits a crime? A no, plush-ass job he's not getting paid for? He is getting paid. He's literally a slave hand. He Remember, he said he would do the job and not get paid. Fuck it. I'll do the job for free. So his other option is he could so, be an ass doing so, a shittier job for the same amount of money 
or he can get a plush ass job where he gets to walk around the air condition while his people hang, talk on the phone and he don't really gotta do shit. I can see that. Um, the white lady is like, please let's make a deal. And McMahon is like, this isn't a negotiation. This McMahon is not honest. having it. And so while the is standing in the cage, all the Muslims come and turn their back on him. Why did they line up to turn their back on him? Like you already was to do this whole series is make fucking visual statements. They right? already like whooped his they, they ass, ass dog. They they whoop his ass and then come look at him in the cage so they can all be like one, two, three, turn. <laughs> yeah, that shit is stupid. I mean, you already whooped this nigga ass, so like let it go, dog. Like you you whooped his ass already. You you slapped this nigga Kofi off. Like what the fuck? Like like, like let you can let the rest of this shit go. This nigga's ostracized from the group. You slapped his fucking Kofi off. This is you Jim this Jones, aka Ryan Man, AKA. Cage. Why are we fucking lining up and fucking? Why are we lining up just to just to look at him and be like, look at him? Also, Jim Jones always talked about he's gonna slap the Kofi. Yes, this is Jim Cage. Jones, aka Ryder Man, aka the Kofi Slapper. But I, but he will always talk about slapping the Kofi off of Nas's head, and I had no idea Nas was a Muslim. Nas ain't nothing. I still don't know Nas is a Muslim. Even though I've listened to this Hate Me Now uh, diss track a thousand times since it came out, and I'm still trying to figure out why he's going to slap the kufi off of Nas's head. Because he I, saw I Belly. Know, I, know his, I know his father is, right? No, his Nas's father is a Muslim? His, fa- his father is the guy that plays trumpet on a lot of his shit? Yeah, but I mean, he saw Belly. That's enough to be mad at Nas forever. Shit. I enjoyed Belly. Mm. Mm. So Torquemada is giving D tabs to the Italians, and he wants he still wants Alvarez to take some, but Alvarez abstains. However, Chico doesn't, and Chico takes a D tab, which is really an E tab, and he starts dancing like he's at a rave in the laundry room. Then he starts talking about how something's on him, and panics, and literally cuts his own throat with his fingernails and collapses and dies. Did I miss anything? Nope. Okay. Just checking. Alvarez goes and sees Kathy Joe, and they're getting close. So Schillinger tells him that they've had their last meeting. So Alvarez and Schillinger, Schillinger. fight. Alvarez and Schillinger fight, and Alvarez punches Schillinger because Schillinger calls this white woman that Alvarez barely knows a pejorative. And so Alvarez like, all right, I'll fight you. Like he doesn't see the other three fucking Aryans standing with Schillinger. And so he tries to take a swing at Schillinger and the other three Aryans jump in and Alvarez gets shanked up in the stabbery. <laughs> That's really it. And then he tells McManus, I don't want anything to happen because I don't want to mess up my parole. I don't want no smoke from this. And then he goes and talks to Torquemada and he's like, you're never going to turn me out. And Torquemada's like, I like straight men. And Alvarez's like, yeah, you ain't getting none from me, buddy boy. Um, but then he talks to Luis and Luis, is, who's now going to be the head of the parole board. This was weird. Luis is like, yeah, I was mean to you on purpose to see how you were going to handle it. And you fell from my trap when you punched me in the face for me being mean to you for no reason. And so because you punched me in my face when I was being mean to you for no reason, you're never getting out. See, I wanted you. To punch me in the face. That was the plan, my that brother. That was the plan all along, just to see what kind of motherfucker you were. And Clever let me girl. tell you, 
you're not the right kind of motherfucker. You got the wrong one, yeah. baby. Uh-huh. Yeah. We can make us some bitch ass pie now. Surprise, motherfucker. <laughs> so <laughs> what, Al- what movie was that? Um they were um, making some bitch ass pie now. Like that dude. Um <laughs> <laughs> was, was it one of the Friday movies? Uh, no, no, it was not. So, no, uh, it was what you call it? Uh, is uh, House Party? Was it House Party Three? Okay, I can see what the, the, the cons were making the food. Yes, yes, nigga <laughs> made me proud. That's a real inmate right there. <laughs> Hungry. <laughs> gonna make us make you a bitch ass pie now. Like, he just said now after everything. I don't know what the fuck that meant, but okay. So after he talks to Luis and Luis is like, you're never getting out. Alvarez immediately goes, well, plan B. <laughs> and basically he does, basically instead of like, he does the fucking, um, the, 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 the McManus, <laughs> he does that. Yeah. He basically does, does that. man keep his job? Who, McManus <laughs> or Luis? No, the fucking the parole officer. Louise. Because because he made everybody get the fuck out of the room before he said what he had to say. Mm-hmm. So he he in the clear. He in the clear on all this shit because he made he made everybody get out the room. McManus was like, "Why the fuck are you making me leave?" Made me so upset. So Luis tells Alvarez that, and Alvarez looking at that and nigga that's like, not "Right, that's not right. Bye. That's not right." Except it's Luis saying, "Bye, you're never gonna get in." Bye. And so he goes back and he talks to Torquemada and he's like, give me a pill and I'll become your guy, your number one guy. Yeah, and then the, the whole thing about that guy saying that he was a virgin and all this other shit, that's just kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Just kind of like, well, you see, you've heard about all of these parties and these orgies and all of this shit. Like, have you ever heard about me participate? Not gonna lie. I would have supported Alvarez killing that man. Yeah, me too. I mean, yeah. I would have supported him doing anything other than how his storyline ended out. Yep. Um, Idzik gets off death row because he tells Sister Pete that he killed Saeed because of revenge. He killed Saeed because Saeed bought him a cup of coffee in Istanbul and Saeed was young and arrogant and they had a casual conversation in which Saeed told him about Nightfall and how the world would end. Saeed was laughing about it, but his words cut into Idzik's heart and ravaged him and killed him. So Idzik killed Saeed, and this was all dumb as fuck. Yes. Every every aspect of it was dumb as fuck. From the very beginning, from the moment he shot Saeed, this shit was dumb. Mm -hmm. This shit was fucking useless, and Idzik says that the moment with Saeed was the most important moment of his life. But for Saeed... I'm sorry. I don't remember any of it. You don't remember? For you, the day Bison graced your village was the most important day of your life. But for me, it was Tuesday. And Bison! (laughs) <laughs> it sucks that that was his last role. It does suck that that was his last role, but it, it carries over perfectly into this because Idzik had all this hatred in him, and Saeed was just like, 
I just bought you a coffee, dude. Like right. you, you literally followed him from Istanbul back to Oz to kill him because of something he said about nightfall. Because you're insane. And knowing, knowing, like we said last, like we said last show, um, the the idea that this shit that this shit bothers you so much, but you know it's not happening anytime in your lifetime. Mm-hmm. It's just like this shit bothered you so much that you felt the need to do something this fucking drastic for something that's that you're not going to be able to see. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be here for. This was fucking stupid. And Ryan is furious for some reason that Idzik got off. Yeah, because he got he got released from Death Row and Cyril didn't. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I suppose. Like. <sighs> so the next thing that uh happens is that <clears throat> sorry, I'm still coughing, thinking about Scar eating a well done steak with steak sauce on it. So uh, the next thing that happens is that Seamus uh, goes to Suzanne, who's Ryan's mom, and he talks with Suzanne. Um, first, first of all, the first thing he says to Suzanne is, what up, slut? Like, that's, that's how we're beginning this conversation between two uh, people who used to love each other. But that's People just to go to show that that loved each other enough to have a child, right? But then she cheated on him, and so <clears throat> did she, or did she? Did she leave and then she? Oh, and then I, I, I'm under the impression that she left, and the, the 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 other dude took her in. We don't know. What I do know is that after uh, Seamus tells her to go with go be with her nigger. And she slaps the shit out of him. Ah, he's but he says nigga. He does not say a hard. R. Yes, he says go be with your nigga. Like literally, he he's on. He 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 did it pretty well. Um, he was right up there with. What I hate, jive ass niggas. Oh. <laughs> His was at that level. Yeah, pretty much. Um. So then, he goes and he sees Schillinger. Uh, to get help, but I mean, he fucked up out the gate. Hey, Skillinger. Schillinger. <laughs> like, dude, out the gate, the one thing he hates more than anything else is people messing up his name, and you mess it up. Like, where do you get a K from? I don't know. He fucks it up worse than anybody. And then, like, when he corrects you, bruh, Fix it next time you go to say it. Remember, but instead, nope. Sorry. I got a job needs to be done, and I got the cash to pay for it. Yeah? What job? Kill Joffrey and the Aima. No, thanks. I said I can pay. Yeah. And I said, no. Why don't you get your boy Ryan to do the deed? Come on, Skillinger. Get Schillinger! <laughs> Just move the fuck on. <laughs> Just move the fuck on, dog. Just... That was that was so he, that was so Omni Man right there. Just move the fuck on, like it was, I don't even got time for this shit right now. Like I don't even want to entertain this shit. Just move the fuck Just on. Just move the fuck on. So he, uh, so Seamus tries to pay a CO to look the other way while he tries to shank Nima, but he fails, 
and Nima shanks him instead, and so he ends up in the hospital. Uh, and Ryan course, tells him to go and see. And Cyril. of course, Nima ends up in the fucking hole. Yes, for self defense, of course. Yeah, that's the way this works always. Um, Ryan tells his father, who ends up in the hospital, he tells him go and see Cyril, and uh, Seamus declines. Um, next thing that happens after that is that Cyril, you know, dies. But it don't hit nowhere near the same. No, it doesn't. That's why I'm saying it like this. Cyril dies, and Ryan gets a kiss from uh, Dr. Nathan. Again. Again. While his brother is about to fucking die. Like, this is the time where she shows up and wants to fucking kiss. I mean, it's the same way that uh, while Jefferson King was getting killed, uh, McManus and Diane were fucking in a, a cell. Yeah. But but instead of, you know, instead of a false start and then going back to it, uh, she did this shit twice. Mm-hmm. She did this shit twice, both times that Sarah was about to die. So this is like, I, I don't know. We'll get to that question, I guess, in a bit. Um, Robeson tells the assault support group that he has HIV and that he's going to Unit F. Um, I, I honestly thought that this was... Pretty well done. James would uh, <clears throat> like to address everybody. Well, what I have to say is goodbye. As of today, I'll be transferring to Unit F. You see, I'm HIV positive. Initially, I blamed Cutler, the guy who raped me. But the truth is, this is my fault. Because all the times I had unprotected sex, thinking I'd never be the one to catch my dick in the zipper. And even though I know I'm going to live a long time, I also know didn't have to happen. Anyway, I'm glad I got to spend some time with you guys. To see through the window both ways. I thought that. Uh, me too. I, I really liked the way that he acted that scene. And I really liked, like, I don't know. We I, I put out a thing on Twitter and also on Facebook asking who had the best character arc. And people have said that they thought that it was Robeson. So we'll, we'll discuss that uh, down the line. Um, Schillinger's sister comes to see him and tells him that his dad is dying of lung cancer and that he keeps asking for him. Um, and she wants to know if he has a message for his dad. And Vern's like, I've hated him for my whole life. Um, and she's like, I'm not surprised. And uh, gives him some pictures of his granddaughter and tells him Shalom and dips out because he's like, I've hated you ever since you married a Jewish guy. 
And she's like, I've hated you because you hated my Jewish husband. But Shalom, last word, peace to you. Shalom, bitch. Uh, Beecher goes and sees Agent Taylor. And Taylor tells him that I can get you parole if you turn state witness against Keller. And Beecher's like, what is it about Keller? And Agent Taylor's like, well, I want justice for those who Keller killed. Like, duh. Keller sees them talking as he walks past the uh, visiting room because that was uh, Agent Taylor's plan. Agent Taylor's a bitch. Right? Fuck this nigga forever. And so Agent, or so Keller goes and tells uh, Schillinger, look, we got to get him killed tonight. So what I'm going to do is at this Hamlet play, I'm going to give you a shank, like a real shank. You can go out there and stab this nigga, but it's going to look like an accident because it's going to be a prop gone wrong. Uh, and Schillinger's like, all right, cool. But in actuality, Keller gives Beecher the real shank. And so maybe during he, his stage fight with Schillinger, huh? Maybe he gave it to them both because Schillinger That's had to... That's also a good thought. Yeah, because he, he had to have known... He had to have felt like he got the right one in order for him to want to continue. I mean, you would have thought he would have poked it against his skin or something to make sure he wasn't getting, you know, fucked over. Yeah. But um, he gives the real strength to Beecher during the stage fight with Schillinger, and Beecher stabs Schillinger, and he dies. Very unceremoniously. Right. That motherfucker's dead. Right. <laughs> that was the best part about this shit. That and um, Quarns calls the death accidental. Don't fuck with Quern. I literally forgot to say that or play that when he came out earlier saying, I'm the new warden. Mm-hmm. There's only one rule here. He literally said, don't fuck with Quern's. Yeah. I just want to remind y'all motherfuckers, don't fuck with Quern's. And I missed it. I am so disappointed in myself right now. Um, but... Keller, after Beecher finds out the death was accidental, Keller tries to embrace Beecher uh, by saying that he also took care of all the Aryans for him. Uh, They tussle when he tries to embrace Beecher again, and Beecher's like, don't fucking touch me, I still don't like you. Uh, How'd you even get in here? And he was like, well, I talked to Quarns and McManus, and they decided to make me your roommate, and Beecher and he tussle, and Keller gets thrown over the second tier of M-City. Keller throws himself over there. More or less, yeah. And dies. Yeah. Um, I don't get it. I don't get why he would do that. Me neither. Fuck Beecher. Because Beecher rebuffed him. He said, all right, if you won't be with me, I don't need to be here and fuck you. Because they're going to blame you for this. Yep. Yeah, because now I mean, Schillinger's death might have been accidental, but how are you going to explain Keller dying right behind it, I guess? Mm-hmm. They never actually say. Beecher tells Sister Pete uh, about the uh, how Keller said that he took care of all the Aryans and and Sister Pete's like how that happened. We find out that Keller put anthrax in the mail, I guess. Yep. And an Aryan opened it, killing everybody in the room. Uh, and, and someone I read a review where someone said that it was um, it was kind of insinuated that. Um, that that Beecher eventually went to death row and died. I didn't see that. Uh, I wouldn't have uh, seen that coming, you know. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but yeah, so because there's anthrax, they have to move everybody out. And then the most fucked up shit, right? Okay, anybody who's watched anything with hazmat suits know that they fucking put on the suits, make sure everything is good, and they tape the seams. They shits was not taped, and I'm like, bro, y'all gonna get fucking anthrax. Yeah, and then they gonna die. Yeah. Everybody like, dies in eyes. Yep, everybody gonna die. And that's the way that the show ends. Not I told with you a the bang, shit, but with a whimper. I told you the shit just ends. Like, it just, all of a sudden, it's just like, they they open that thing up, like, what the fuck is this? They open it up, they drop it, show's over. Whimper. Um. So, do we want to do the email now from Joe? Yeah. If you want to, we can. I'm 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 down for it. Okay. Uh, so we did get an email from Joe that literally uh, said, do not read this until after you've seen the finale. And so I saw the finale, and now I'm going to read this email. Dear Brandon, Derek, and Scar. Dear Scar, Derek, and Brandon. Dear Derek, Brandon, and Scar. Now, said all three of us in the beginning, so nobody has to say, why do you say Derek first? Because <laughs> he did. Uh, first of all, thank you all for doing what you do. Thank you for providing me this excuse to rewatch my show. Thank you for giving me some fresh content to go along with my rewatch. Thank you for not rage quitting when the show pissed you off. Thank you for all the laughs. And of course, thank you for the numerous shout outs on the air or just online. First of all, Three major flaws without the series, uh, aside from their lack of supervision and a lack of common sense that was never discussed. The drug of choice in Oz is heroin. Okay. But a lot of the heroin users are big, healthy-looking guys like Adebisi, Poet, and Jackson Vahue. Also, they use it socially addictive like cocaine. Heroin is not a social drug. But you also have a whole bunch of dudes who have nothing else to do but get high. And when they're not getting high, they go to the gym and work out. Like this is like this is not like it's not like they have the option to fucking go hang out and just kind of chill the fuck out in their rooms. They don't they don't have that option. They don't have that luxury. Um, it's not, you know, because typically for us on the outside, heroin is an all-day drug. Like your day is gone mm-hmm. with heroin, but they don't have that option. And with them being such large gentlemen, like it's like I do some heroin, I may feel some kind of way, but like eventually I gotta go get this PT in. So I'm gonna go do some shit. So I don't I don't see it the same way. And I mean, in that regard, we never know how potent the shit is. Like, we just see them getting a hit and then they move on with their day. The shit might be stepped on because, I mean, it's not like they got a lot of options to get drugs in eyes. And why would you send pure, pure to prison? Right? I ain't sending y'all jack shit. I'm sending y'all baking soda with anthrax in it. Yeah, because they ain't got no choice. If you want to get high, this is how you getting high. I'm sure if they built up a resistance to it over time. And so, but I, I know what he's saying, though. Like, a heroin addict should be a straight up 
junkie. Like they didn't show anybody stealing from anybody. They didn't show anybody breaking anybody's shit. They just showed Adebisi and Bricks going through withdrawal at the end of the first season when he was like, I need tits. Yeah. But other than that, they never really showed anybody going through it. They showed Poet and uh, Rawls like, hey, man, you had any drugs in the wall? And Poet's like, nah, man, the last time I was this dry, I was going through withdrawal or going through rehab. He actually says, um, you know, there's the 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 old adage in uh uh, television and movies show don't tell he actually tell they didn't show he's just like man i feel like i'm going through withdrawal like you're not even acting like you are vomiting you ain't sweating you ain't having anything like the way pookie handled going through withdrawal from crack was more realistic to me than the way that they show withdrawal here and i think that's best reflected in when they showed um bubbles going through withdrawals on the wire because this had nothing like they just talked about it but at the same time we don't like i said we don't know how strong this shit is mm-hmm. yeah i think it's i think this shit is is highly stepped on brandon you got thoughts on it no not really um the second thing is, of all the characters in Oz that are in there for whatever reasons, from different backgrounds, none of them were homeless people before they got arrested. Poverty is a social circumstance that leads people into these situations. There will probably be a few homeless people in there for snatch and runs, vandalisms, fights, or other incidents. All of those incidents you named are misdemeanors. Those are for jail, not That's what I was prison. Everything that you mentioned was for jail, not prison. This is a prison. None of them would get them on a level four. Exactly. So if they, I could see some of the people in there, yes, being homeless or being transient, but not at the level where they would be showing up in eyes like in that situation and i don't see mcmahon is taking a homeless person and putting them in m city for any bit of crimes that they that they were in there for because i don't see mcmahon is you think omar got a house i don't think omar's got (laughs) shit honestly but when omar was out he didn't he shoot somebody for laughing at him or was that uh supreme Allah? like omar got in there that was supreme Allah. Omar got in there for hurting a, a woman and her baby. Yeah. Like, his wasn't on no homeless shit either. His was, he was dressed to the nines before he went into jail. Like, there's not anybody out there who really looks like they were struggling. And none of them showed, even the folks who, to go back to the first statement, the folks who went into Oz and said they had a heroin addict or had a heroin addiction, they didn't show any signs of it on the street. Not at all. So I think, and, the, the and, show and just, he just—I don't think the show as a whole dealt with addiction as well as future show. Exactly. I think that they built off of that, and though this because they, folks they even, like for folks who like Oz, I urge you to watch the corner. Like there is a there are steps to this. Oz was the first step. The corner, which was a mini series that Rock made, that that Alva Case made was the most visceral look at drug addiction that I had seen. 
And they even did it a little bit in um in the Sopranos. It got better in the Sopranos dealing with like what the way that the way that Chris was dealing with his drug addiction and mm-hmm. trying to hide it and shooting up in his foot instead of anywhere else where someone would notice and the, you know that kind of stuff. How they dealt with that was a what was a lot better than you know this late nineties, early two thousands show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the same way they dealt with the internet. On yes. Us. There wasn't a lot of research into it. Um, number three, the revolving door wasn't seen very much. Only Beecher and Poe went all the way through the revolving door. It happens a lot more than this show depicted. When Kirk Acevedo had to leave for Band of Brothers, this probably would have been an opportunity for the revolving door. That's I suppose the problem is that everyone's sentence was longer than six years. Because you're talking about the difference between prison and jail. What did you say, Brandon? That was, a, that was a good point. People do go to prison for like three years, two, three years, and then they get out, then they come back in. Like Four people go to prison and then get transferred out. And the fucking, and the goddamn sentences didn't make any sense in the show because one person would kill someone and they'd be like, sentenced for six years with up for parole in four. And then another person would be like, beat the shit out of someone, but they're still alive. And it'd be like, sentenced to 22 years. Mm-hmm. Right. It's, it's just it's just weird and i think a lot of these dudes have pretty long sentences and they keep exponentially adding to theirs by the shit that they're doing in oz so that there's not really a whole lot of 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 turnover because a lot of these motherfuckers keep adding on to their sentence honestly i think that when david simon started writing the wire in the corner and homicide that's when the need for realism changed as far as HBO. And that's when the game really changed. But yeah. prior to that, they were just like, what drug can we get them on where it's constant and it's not weed? Because you saw how they handled the weed brownies. Yeah, I think the 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 realism, realism in TV came in with the Sopranos. Mm-hmm. This was pre this is pre-Sopranos. So that's when so like we can just chalk this up this this is pre-sopranos yeah this is this is the closest thing to this show was dream on as far as hbo uh shows like dream on came right before this and then the sopranos came after this and that's why they say the sopranos changed the game yes um this sopranos also made us root for the bad guy really root for the bad guy for the first time since like scarface yes this finale they just gave us unfinished business on purpose. I guess it is up to us as the audience to decide what happens to the governor, McManus, and Beecher. So, Brandon, what do you think happened to the governor, McManus, and Beecher? Or what you would have wanted to have, have happened? I think the governor got off because he always gets off. <laughs> um, I think McManus is still trying to make eyes better and nobody's listening to him. Mm-hmm. And Beecher, I hope that they realize he didn't do that shit to Keller, but he probably got pinned for that shit and he in jail for life. Scar, what do you think? Oh, this email is the whole thing about Beecher's fate. That's where I read that at. Yes. So, so uh, what do you think happened though, Scar? Okay. I think... Um, the governor the governor gets caught up and has the vacated seat 
uh, vacate his position, but doesn't get like super caught up because like he knows people. He knows people that know people. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, you got to give up being the governor, but like go go somewhere. Like, and they're not gonna send him to fucking Oz. They're gonna send him to Club Fed, and he gonna spend a little bit of time there, do some house, do some house arrest, like Martha Stewart, and everything is gonna be great. I think they eventually convince McManus that he needs that he needs to run the whole place. Um, I think eventually that's that's gonna come about um, because I'm honestly based off of. The the only evidence that we have is just this show. He's the he's the right guy for the job. Yeah. At this point. And with um, Beecher? Beecher, I hope somebody just realizes that that he didn't actually do this and like he can fucking finish out his time and just go to fuck home. He should have been out of this fucking place. Just go home and just follow up with your follow up with your daughter's teacher and like live your life, dog. I, that's what I hope for him, but like, I feel like Beecher became Reba though. I feel like Beecher never gets out of jail. I could see that too. I, I I'm saying this is what I hope for him. Yeah. As of what what I think happens, yeah, Reba though. He's yeah. he's just in there forever because like the fact the reason why he came back is like the dumbest fucking reason ever, mm-hmm. and like he's he, he didn't learn his lesson, and now you. I feel like they. I feel like they had him. Dead to rights with witnesses as far as Keller's death. So he didn't get uh, he didn't get death penalty because he was defending himself, but at the same time he gets life in prison without the possibility of parole and he becomes Rebido. But I also think that at the end of the day, Sister Pete is gonna save Beecher's life. And, you know, she might have been able to pull off getting his sentence commuted if Leo was still alive, but Quern's don't give a fuck. I still still think she's the the reason why he doesn't die. I think she's the reason why he doesn't die because, like, they're going to trust her enough to say, like, I know when somebody kills somebody. This motherfucker didn't kill him. Yeah, very true. And I think that when McManus gets to finally take over as warden or when he finally agrees to become warden, the first thing that he would do is fight to get the sentence commuted. But the problem would be in the same hand, I don't think the governor goes to jail at all. I think the governor gets pushed down to being the chair of committees and just has to take a back seat. Um, and it's quiet for the rest of his campaign, but he slips through again and nothing happens to him. But what he does, because McManus and Ellie, I guess that's ex McManus's name, but because McManus and Ellie rose up against him, he makes their life a living hell. And so McManus ends up not even working there. Um, I feel like McManus leaves there and goes to a different facility altogether, like Lardner or something like that, and becomes a warden at Lardner. But wardens are hired by the governor. So I feel like McManus, no matter where he goes, the governor's like, I'm on your ass. And McManus never finds happiness again in that state and actually has to leave and go back to New York where he ends up working at the cafe right outside of Attica. I can see that too. But he's happy because he's able to tell the story of what his dad did and, uh, you know, 
he gets to do something that he actually has in his blood and his family line. And he works at a place where the jukebox plays the Camp Town Ladies. <laughs> it plays the Camp Town Ladies and it plays um, the Beatles. The Camp Town Ladies. And yes, 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 it's the Camp Town Races. We, we, I, I, I do want to remember that because a listener did tell us it's not the Camp Town Ladies, it's the Camp Town Races. So, yes. Um, but they, it's the Camp Town Lady in the fucking. In the movie. Yes. The movie that we keep referencing. Now, Joe uh, wants Beecher to get the case from Keller's death dismissed. Uh, eventually, he gets paroled and just doesn't look back. That's Wouldn't you say hi to Sister Pete if he saw her in public? Uh, he wants the governor to get arrested, and maybe Idzik uses him to finally get himself on death row. <laughs> and he wants McManus to keep his job, but eventually leave and become a parole officer or social worker who helps get these guys back into society. But it's I could see I could see social worker, but not parole officer. I could see teacher or yes. cafeteria or cat or uh, restaurant guy. Yeah, uh, but it's Oz. Worst outcomes is possible always. So here's what he thinks does happen: politicians get away with everything in real life. So the governor would definitely get off in this case once again. So McManus would be completely fired, and that means Beecher gets executed. Uh, actually, Augustus' narration at the end confirms Beecher's death or confirms Beecher's fate. A man goes to prison and dies. The show starts with Beecher, Alvarez, Groves, and Say Man One, Markstrom, mm-hmm. uh, coming to Oz, and two of them died right away. Alvarez was just trapped there. I guess it's, I guess simply put, it's about how Beecher went to pre- prison and got himself on death row with all the who and why around him. They just didn't show them on death row or being executed. Thanks again for this podcast y'all do and all the interactions. It feels like I made three online friends. I'll see you next on Orphan Black. To be honest, I love my series rewatch podcast, but I was never able to get into movie or book podcasts. I tried, but they aren't my cup of tea. But I will give a few episodes of Hindsight and Ratchet Book Club at least a try because I like the work the hosts do. Or not, Joe. Uh... We appreciate you, dog. You put some, do. you put some time into this, and that's why when I responded, I said we were going to wait until after we talked about the episode to talk about this because now, like, we're all on the same fucking page here. Mm-hmm. But um, so thank you, thank you, dog, and like we 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 appreciate you being along for the ride. Do jump into those other podcasts and see if it might you find something that you like. You I mean, because the di- the difference the difference is like you know. We them niggas, so like we them niggas there, we them niggas here. And like, I'm so- telling you right now that um, the movie reviews aren't like a lot of other folks who do movie reviews. Like Brandon and I, we go deep into fine. It's the same as here, except with fucking movies. So we literally find the bullshit and stand on it. Like I'm still pissed off at how they did Winston and that Ghostbusters Afterlife didn't save shit in my opinion. So we'll talk about that on the next episode of Hindsight. And on Ratchet Book Club, I'm reading books and making fun of them because I see bullshit. (laughs) um, However, before we end this show, we did get one more email. Oh, I don't know about this one. The title is... We can't see that's just a screen. I know. That's why I didn't even try. (laughs) I tried to hold it up to the screen and I didn't. But the title is Rashani Derek's Joke So Trash. 
The nigga wrote back. He wrote back? He wrote back. <laughs> and I am so happy to end off the last episode before we do the season, the series finale closing episode. We're reading this nigga's email. The nigga's name is goddamn Ogden. Ogden. His name is Ogden, my niggas. Ogden. Your name is fucking Ogden. I know what Ogden. The nigga, the nigga got a name like an offensive lineman, my nigga. (laughs) You sound like an offensive lineman from BYU, my nigga. Anyways, I I know of an Ogden, Ogden, Ogden Morrow from Ready Player One. That's only Ogden I know of. Ogden. Anyhow, you should have a nickname. It should be O Dog. So O Dog. No, this is this nigga's an Augie. So Augie um, says, what up, y'all? I just got to the Famous Last Words episode released on September 2nd. I'm not going to lie. Y'all roasted the fuck out of me. I like this nigga. <laughs> <laughs> little nigga got heart. No, hey, Augie got heart, though. <laughs> put, put your chin up, little Augie. <laughs> little Augie got heart, though. Send the emails on my granddad's account. I laughed out loud. I enjoy the show. That's why I listen. But I had to be honest, man. You corny as fuck. It's cool, bro. Embrace it. I'll take my else. You sounded so butthurt and offended. Or maybe it was the episode. And honestly, I can't tell you if it was the episode, but it definitely wasn't the fuck you. Y'all keep doing your thing. That's it. That's the whole thing. Shout out to my nigga Augie, dog. Man, Augie, my nigga, look, look, when you get through all of these episodes and get to us, because I know you don't have the data plan to have unlimited data, and so you got to <laughs> wait between podcast episodes and listen to us. I know that's what's going on, dude. <laughs> this nigga got a smart beat phone, please. <laughs> this nigga got a fucking jitterbug phone. <laughs> this, nigga, this nigga's still on his pager plan. like nigga. <laughs> This nigga only got service at the library. <laughs> Gonna pay cents for text messages. <laughs> this nigga gotta stand next to somebody else and just get off on their cell phone service. So, <laughs> yo, yo, shit at seven, my shit at nine. <laughs> Man, why you got four bars? I only got a half a bar. <laughs> my shit ran to the motherfucker. <laughs> oh, you still got a flip phone. <laughs> this nigga got a metro piece. He has a flip phone. <laughs> Walking around with a razor like that shit is the new hotness. This nigga got a two way and don't nobody got nobody to talk to. This nigga still on next tail chirp, dog. Like <laughs> y'all proving this man point. You're proving this man point. It don't matter. He ain't gonna hear this shit for another two years, right? But we not corny though. Could have had we could have had a rich NFL Hall of Fame lineman listen to our show. Could have get us money. Could have bought us a million coffees, played for the Baltimore <laughs> Ravens. Maybe that's how you found this because I'm from Baltimore. And now, and now y'all done went and ruined it. Now we ain't getting rich. It ain't my fault. The nigga's name is Augie. <laughs> this nigga's name is Augie. Fuck that shit, dog. Hall of Fame right now. John to Ogden. You know what, Brandon? The more you talk about, the more I think you wrote this fucking email. Augie <laughs> the seventeenth. Like this, it's a family name. Hey, listen, John. Your your parents named you Ogden, dog. Like you, I don't want you to have nothing else to say other than nice things going. You can fund me, right? Send me money for my show. I'm not roasting. So you can send me money. I'll accept it. Look, 
look, I'm look, a Ravens look. fan too. So on top of that, I'm a Ravens fan. So and I'm from Baltimore. So and you took a picture of my mother. I got a picture right in my phone with you and my mom. So you know when you get there, send me some money. Fuck them too. I got you. That's that's all right, dog. We got you, dog. Yeah, come on, doggy. Um, you're 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 the, you're the best in saying, the division, dog. You're the I'm best just saying. I, I got August. worried because nigga, you're just getting to the show that got released on September second. We're in November, right? Anything I say, you won't even hear it. Exactly. Until like fucking January. Yo, you should send him. You should send him the message. Is like, yo, I need you to listen to this new episode, but skip all the way to this part, so you don't miss. So you don't miss out on the episode. So you don't miss out. I need you. I need you to hear this, Augie. I honestly feel like we're in moment. Like we're in memento. Like what was that? What was that movie where the the dude where the the son realized he could talk to his dad in the past through the radio that's what i feel like we're uh, what on you right call now. It? shit oh uh, what is that shit got frequency frequency um, it was a pretty decent tv show too there's only one season but hey hey Aggie, i saw it i saw Aggie, it on netflix Augie, if you're listening to this shit dog the lottery numbers <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, this nigga this, this nigga Augie's in the past past. Like. <laughs> I feel like we can make differences. So Augie, <laughs> Augie, if you're listening to this right now, nigga, turn the turn the stove off, my nigga. Like you can literally <laughs> save a life, my nigga. Augie, I'ma tell you this and I'm gonna tell you this right. Um don't invest in the Squid Game. <laughs> going uh, fiasco. Leave that shit alone, dog. Squid Game hey. was great, but do not fucking invest in that shit, dog. Nigga, look, look. I'm just gonna say this real quick, Augie. Sheba does not go to the moon, my nigga. Do not trust that shit, my nigga. It does not go. Also, when she says yes, don't doubt why. Just love her the way she deserves to be loved. Yeah, and, then, and like, you know, just something for you to ponder. Have you ever noticed how rich dudes want to go to the moon, but the, all of their rockets and shit don't look like spaceships? They all just look like penises. Yes, because they're big-ass dickheads. Augie, honestly, I appreciate you, dog. Real talk. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Thank you so much for taking time to write in and write back. We haven't, um, had, we haven't had a good person to roast on a show since fucking Howard, man. Man. I, I appreciate you. Yet. No, no, he's still Howard speaking. the same person that was fucking with a lot of people's shows? Yes. Yes. Oh. yes. <laughs> Howard, not Howard. Yeah, the same Howard, Howard they got on there and ruined the Walking Dead during a live feed of uh, the black guy who tips. Yeah, I just I heard, I heard from Howard, let me see, when's the last? Uh, it was four weeks ago uh, that I heard from Howard. For you, Augie, it was eight weeks ago, my nigga. I'm just trying to help you out. <laughs> I remember that dude ruining like all the podcasts I listened to was roasting this one guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah but he kind of stuck around with us because we were we were nice to him for a little bit, so he kind of, you know, stuck around. Uh, but like, yeah, he kind of he kind of he, he used went, to just he went hotep. Yeah, and then he, he used to send. <laughs> I, he went whole tab and then he went no tab. He was a he was a he was a male feminist at one point. Like this dude has been everything. Yeah, um, he's tried everything except for like getting a grip. 
Yeah, I, I think that the last time I spoke to him was on October the 20th. Okay. Next time you talk to him, tell him I said go fuck yourself. I most certainly will. I appreciate you. So can we can we skip this like review show? Can we just add it to the end of this? Can we go through the superlatives now? Because I'm 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 done with eyes. You don't want to. You just want this to be a long ass episode. Uh, Scar, yeah, do you have I'm something to do? I ain't got shit to do. I ain't, I ain't got, got shit nothing. to do, fam. I ain't got nothing to do either. So, so okay. let's do I, it in thirty minutes. It's, it's, it's thanks. It's, it's Thanksgiving. Like it's about to be Thanksgiving. I'm thankful. I'm thankful for uh, being able My to niggas. do this for y'all. Yeah. I think, I, I'm, I'm thankful for being able to do this for y'all. Um, this has been a lot of fun. I did. I absolutely did not actually want to do this show, if I'm being honest, because because uh, Rashani always comes up with ideas, and um, I never want to do any of them. But I really uh, enjoy doing this show, and I'm going to en- enjoy. I, I'm saying this like I'm leaving, but um, I, I'm going to enjoy doing the shows further. But one good thing about this show is like I, I gained another brother. You right. know what I mean? Right, like, Brandon. I just, Welcome I didn't to the know, family, my nigga. Yeah, I, I didn't know Brandon very well before all of this, and like you know, I went and I checked out some of his live streams of his shows. Uh, one good thing about Brandon's uh, show is uh, they uh, actually talked about one of my favorite shows ever, and that's a show that we probably can't do here because both he and I know this show very well, which is The Expanse. Um, even though Rashani hasn't seen it, both of us have, and it's just kind of like not necessarily going to work out for this. Ever. Yeah, it's probably one of the best shows ever. Um, no, you know the last season starts next month, and it's only yeah. six episodes. Ava Sarala is my is the queen dog. I fuck with Ava Sarala. She's also she's also Auntie Ron from Mass Effect, which Mass Effect is my favorite game. So you know Mass Effect. Yeah, she's Auntie Ron. She also played in um, the motherfucking Punisher. Yes, she was in the Punisher. Yeah. She was she was old she was old girl mama in the Punisher. I fuck with Ava Sarala. I want I want to. I want, I, ooh, I want to smash her guts. Like I want, I want to hear. Like you know what I mean? You know, like how um there was this there was this uh comedian that used to talk about uh Florida Evans, and like and talk about how like her the way her voice is and like when she starts like really getting oh, into, yeah her like, voice the, and she yeah. said and you said she would sound like the Cowardly Lion. I want to make Alva Sarala sound like the Cowardly Lion, dog. Yeah, her voice, her verse, her verse, her voice will get you. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. I, I, I fuck that shit. So um yeah, y'all fuck with that show. So, um, yeah, fuck with all, that the show. all the great shows. That's a, that's a really that's a really good show. I will watch that. it eventually. I will. I, we we got the first like two seasons, then it got like really, really, really sci-fi on me. Like I it watched, went all the way sci-fi. I watched three seasons during a work week, but I finished that shit in a week. Yeah, so um I went on to the HBO Oz page over on um Facebook and told them that we were doing a wrap up on the series before we move to our next program. Um, and so I asked them seven things. One, who are your favorite three characters in Oz? Two, who are your three most hated characters in Oz? I'm going to ask you all these things too. Uh, three, how would you rank the seasons from one through six? Four, who would you feel had the biggest arc in Oz? Five, what was your, fav- what was your funniest moment in the series? Six, who is your favorite bit employee or fa- favorite bit character in the series? And seven, who is your favorite Oz employee? So, before we go any further, Scar, 
Who are your favorite three characters in Oz? Beecher. Um, let's see. Beecher. Rebido. And surprisingly, I'm going to say this, and it's, uh, Brandon's going to light up, but it's McManus. That's right. Brandon, who are your three favorite characters? Schillinger, McManus, and Saeed. Okay. I forgot about Saeed, dog. I loved his overacting ass. My three favorites are Saeed, out of BC. Man. Ah, God damn it. Out of BC is going on my other list. McManus. Like, McManus did have that heart, and he was like the heart and soul of Oz. So, God damn it. I hate that guy. Who are your three most hated characters, Brandon? I mean, meta, not like that I hate it in the context of the show. Like, that um, I didn't like. Yeah. It annoyed me. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's easy. Omar White was annoying as fuck. Um, what was that other guy's name? Um, he left the show early. Um, Snake. No, what was the guy that yeah, Snake Snake makes a list? Because then it was the guy that, that punched through the wall in death row. Oh, the surprise motherfucker guy. Yeah, he had got on my fucking nerves. Yeah. I his name. The one that he died, he punched through the wall and choked the white man. Yeah. Um and Adabisi for me, dog. Uh you hated Adabisi? I didn't. I didn't really love the character. I'm sorry. I didn't. Hmm. And Doctor Nathan got on my nerves. I can see that. No, my actually, three. no, it's not Doctor Nathan. Fucking Leo. Fucking hated Leo. Yeah, I can see that one too. I, Scar, Leo, got? Leo barely missed my list, but Adabisi, Omar, and I gotta think of one more that I just didn't really rock with like that. Um, Morales. Hmm. Morales. I just didn't rock with that. But, but he was a businessman and he surfed the internet and, and wore suits. I... Morales? Yeah, he was a businessman. He wore Armani suits and surfed the internet. I just I just didn't rock, I just really didn't really rock with that dude. And I mean both, both, both Morales and Chucky were kind of on the same exact level for me. Yeah. I just didn't care for either of them. But oh no, fuck that. I completely forgot. Um, Shibeta. Fuck out of here. Oh, the old Shibeta or the young Shibeta? Young Shibeta. Fuck that dude. Oh, yeah. I didn't like I him. mean, they did, but fuck that dude. Well, my three are Omar, mm-hmm. uh, Claire. I forgot Claire. Claire. I fucking hated Claire. Like, unrelentingly hated Claire. Old dictates. <laughs> Omar, Claire, and Leroy Tids. Okay. But see, Leroy kind of kind of redeemed himself at the end. Did he, though? I think so. The nigga was always just standing there waiting for something to happen. Like, he yeah. just got on my nerves. Him and Snake are tied yeah. for that final one. Yeah. 
I mean, but but I mean, we get to the 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 bit parts, right? Yes, yes. So, um, how would you rank the seasons from one through six? I'll go first in uh, reverse order. Yeah, pretty up. much. <laughs> that's easy. That's easy. Answer this easy. <laughs> that's pretty that. much. That's that's, that's super five fucking easy. Was worse than six to me. Five was worse five. than six. The only reason why five was worse than six is because five was so goddamn long. Yes, I and and I kind of enjoyed two more than one because that's where I started originally. That's where I started. I started at two and then went back to. And, and to be honest with you, the quern season, while it was like a lot, it wasn't bad because it was just. It wasn't. It wasn't good. It wasn't bad, but it was super fucking entertaining. Yes. It was some drama. Like they were like, "Look, y'all niggas just go wild in here for a little while. We gonna be back." I forgot to say how much I fucking hated Augustus while still liking him for you know just being that guy. Nah, he fucking he crossed that line. He crossed that line with Jackson when he hated on Jackson. Yeah, he crossed that line, and he was it was he won't never the same. Yeah, he might as well got his head cut off like that dude in the first season of Game of Thrones. Who do you feel had the biggest arc in Oz? Character Speecher. arc. Beecher. Beecher. That's easy. Beecher went to some places, dog. That's why I say I think that this show is mostly about Beecher to me. Okay. And he, he went to some places. Like he started off as a fresh fish. Then he went motherfucking bonkers. Then the nigga fell in love. He, you know, he had dreams about getting out. Then he actually got out, did something fucking stupid. and was like Mr. Lawyer guy and then ended up back in the fucking place. Fucking actually kills Schillinger. Like, fuck yeah, man. That dude had the arc. Okay. Um, what was your, fa- what was your funniest moment? My funniest moment was... It's still that fucking angel. <laughs> God damn that superimposed angel. Okay, only this of my funniest moment, only because of how much it pisses y'all off. Augustus getting in that fucking coffin. Fuck you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would have been less upset if the nigga got up and walked. <laughs> I mean, he did. <laughs> I mean, there was a point in time. My funniest moment is probably still when he when when he talked to Adabisi through the computer. No, I think. I mean, my, I I wouldn't I wouldn't say funniest moments, but I think the one of some of the best moments. Is Rebadow reading people, dog? I just love that first, shit. Like the first three seasons, that nigga was like, Reed. "God told me this, bitch," and and just reading people, and I was just like, "Yeah, nigga, like get that nigga, yo." His moments with Saeed in those first like four seasons were always epic. Like you knew it was gonna take off. The way he read Saeed better than anyone could is like a highlight for me. Hmm. Um, who was your favorite bit character in the series? Master P, dog. Like, what are we talking about? He <laughs> showed up for one day to say your 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 son was selling his uh, girl, and that baby probably black. Peace. <laughs> <laughs> he wow. made him say, "Oh, he got the fuck out of there." 
I like rock. How the case? I, I fuck with rock. You know what? We said, honestly, I think he was the only bit character who ever got an MVP on our show. Yes. He literally made everybody better. I will give him that. Mm-hmm. What happened to that dude, man? Does he do anything now? Yeah, he produ- he mostly produces shows now. Okay. Um, I think I think my favorite big character might have been Miss Sally. <laughs> <laughs> Miss Sally. I'm Miss kidding. Um, I'm Sally kidding. size. That shit was so fucking stupid. Um, yeah, no. As far as my favorite big character, yeah, I'll go with Alba. I'll go with Alba. My most hated big character. Uh, it's pretty simple. Because of what he did to beat your dad. No, it's and my hate, my most hated character because it was so fucking unnecessary was right. Jiggy Walker. Jiggy was unnecessary as fuck. And he, you know what? The thing about Jiggy was he helped the governor inadvertently. And it just showed how people get lucky when they don't deserve to be lucky. Yep. Which one was? Oh, yeah, I remember him. The one yeah, who was L- like, L- I, cool sold, I sold drugs to the governor. L- who cool the one from the, uh, from the Wu-Tang? Method Man uh, was... No, not, Method Man. not Wu-Tang. From um, the Spring one that killed their family for no reason that Augustus snitched on. Snake? Oh, Snake. No, he was naughty by nature. Naughty yeah, by nature. And, and the fact that that didn't go anywhere either. There's just shit that didn't go anywhere that really was set up to go places. Uh, who was your favorite Oz employee? McManus. Like, come oh, on, like, McManus. This is, this is this is unanimous. Like, okay, yeah. I mean, you could say, um, what's his name? McManus is homeboy. Oh, Dave. Br- I mean, not Dave Brass. Um, uh, Murphy. Murphy. Yeah. You could say you could say Murphy. No, I'll say I'll say McManus because Murphy but, still was there when Morales got fucked up. Yep. But, he, but, but he's he still he still thought he was helping his homie out. He yeah. you know his homie got his homie got fucked up. He stood Look. up for his homie. Like and, and you know he didn't know his homie was lying. Look. In the moment he found out his homie was lying, he he told. But I look, saw. here's the thing about it. Yeah, cool. That's great. He's also the same one who literally said Dave Brass signed up for this. Yep. He did. So when you're saying you feel no sympathy for him in that circumstance, and then all of a sudden you're there supporting him and doing this no, mutilation, no, no. I can't support that. He said that to McManus because McManus was fucking losing his shit every fucking day because he couldn't forgive himself for Dave Brass. Yeah, so that means that's he's also two-faced. He's saying stuff that he wouldn't have said to his face. No, that's not two-faced. That's, that's saying I understand that's saying like, hey man, you can't destroy yourself over this shit. While also saying, y'all still fucked up, my boy. Like that's still fucked up. Yeah, fuck Morales. He did a bunch of terrible. She smashed the nigga in the fucking elevator for no reason. Yeah. Oh I, yeah, 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 yeah. He ain't the only one. Well, remember, no, no, no. They attempted to smash him. He just got out of it. Right. He didn't set that up. Like he set up some other shit, but like he didn't set that up. That was set up for him, right? Fuck Morales. Okay, yeah, fuck him. 
Yeah, you know he he deserved to have some. You know what? I'll take that back. My favorite big character was the bitch that killed him, my nigga. Elsa, nah, fuck Elsa. (laughs) (laughs) What's wrong, Michelle, Michaela, Michael? So the folks in the uh, group said their favorite three characters: Mike Jones. What Mike Jones? What he said? His favorite three characters were Adabisi, Saeed, and Querns. Uh, the three most hated you know he characters. Black. <laughs> you know he black. The three most hated characters were Robeson, Giles, and Kirk. Oh, how Robeson get on your most hated? Robeson was a delightful jerk. <laughs> Huey, Dewey, and Jigabooey. <laughs> uh, he said that uh, he loved one through five for various reasons as far as the seasons, but one or one and four were his favorites. Uh, that Beecher and Schillinger both had the biggest arcs in Oz. Did he? Did Schillinger though? I mean, honestly, I think that if Keller hadn't tried to whisper in his ear, he would have left Beecher alone at the end. But as far as him finding peace when his granddaughter was born and everything, to the sadness of his son dying, to having to cope with his father having lung cancer and his other son dying, which they never really circle back on it all because that should have been a war between the Aryans and the Italians. But. but that also led to them loading up the 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 unit B with all of the areas because we need to take back our we need to take it back our shit. Mm-hmm. Like that's still attributed to him. He spearheaded that campaign. So that means he didn't change very much at all. He said that his funniest moment in the series was where Schillinger asked everybody to kill Beecher and nobody said they would. And we walked up to Adabisi and they didn't even say words to each other. <laughs> His favorite right. big character was probably Jim Burns and the gays. You know who my favorite background big character was? I'm sorry. It was that seven foot nigga. Exactly. And his favorite Oz employee was McManus. Jim Burns. Uh Mosh uh, Shanuni said his favorite three characters were Beecher, Saeed, and Adebisi. His three most hated were Schillinger, Robeson, and Kirk. How? Uh, he ranked the seasons as follows. Number one, season 4A. Number two, season one. Three was season two. Four was season three. Five was season 4B. That's actually very accurate because that second part of season four is where it fell to fuck off. Yeah, season six or uh, season five, and then season six. Uh, the biggest arc was Schillinger versus Beecher. Um, funniest moment was where Schillinger asked Alvarez to kill Beecher, and he drove him crazy and told him to go away in Spanish. His favorite bit character was Supreme Allah, and his favorite Oz employee was Doctor Nathan. Yeah, that that Schillinger going to Alvarez was fucking hilarious because he went to him all humble and shit. So he's like, hey, he like, no, I'm not gonna do like fucking speak or whatever the fuck he said. Like he just he went straight there. There was no hesitation. The moment he said no, he became he became exactly he was who we thought he was. Uh Tim Callahan said his three favorite characters were O'Reilly, Alvarez, and Hill. I forgot about O'Reilly, but O'Reilly was just kind of the super snake, like he just yeah. couldn't. Like I don't even I thought that his arc was fake too. Yeah, and it's like the most if 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 there's a most 
dastardly or most devious, then yes, absolutely, he he wins that. There's mm-hmm. no there's no question for that. Uh, the three most hated characters were Schillinger, Robson, and Peter Shabetta. Why do people hate Robson? Like, why is this a thing? <laughs> Robson did. Robson got his dick bit off the first time he tried to act hard. Yeah, and then got and then got the spoon. No, like Robson got the spoon. He should be relieved from all of your all of everybody's fucking. And, and he, the spoon is the reason why you gotta let you gotta take him off your list, dog. He suffered enough. He got nigga gums, like shit got shit's real fucked up for my man. He got HIV at the end, like shit's fucked up for my man. Like so, like he got his, like you know what I mean. And and also for Schillinger, he got his. He ended up, you know, that nigga dead. Um, so fuck that shit. I I can't put them on the worst, the most hated because they got theirs. Uh, he said that season one was the best and season six was the least favorite. Um, the funniest, the biggest arc was Beecher and Schillinger. Mm-hmm. Uh, the funniest moment in the series was when Robson got outed in the cafeteria for having a black man's gums. You got nigger gums. Ain't that the one where Peter Shabella was in the background? Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the episode after he died. After he died. The favorite big character in the series was Frank, was Frank Urbano. And the favorite Oz employee was McManus. Who the fuck is Frank Carpano? I have no clue. Okay. Uh, Let's see. And then we took it to Twitter. And on Twitter, Joe said his favorite characters are Augustus Hill. Uh, The narration monologues alone did it for him. Number two was Simon Adebisi. Number three was Alvarez. Uh, Least favorite characters. And I forgot all about this woman because it was so fucking stupid. Number one, Nurse Grace. Who was she? The nurse that killed Morales and uh and Carlos. Oh, and she wasn't on there long enough. Oh, speaking of Carlos, we forgot about the motherfucker that got the fruit. What the fuck? That nigga, we forgot about the, the most useless fucking character. Uh Carl, his name was Carlo. Carlo right? His name was Carlo, right? Yep. That nigga is the most useless character. He should be on the worst characters list. He should be on somebody's list. I just, I literally forgot he existed. I, until you just said Carlos, it made me think of Carlo. And I was like, that nigga, what the fuck? That nigga had the mangoes. Like, that was his whole thing. His whole thing was to bring a basket to El Cid. And then he f- devoted all that time for what his fucking fam- family diminishing over time, driving him fucking crazy. It's like, man, why are we wasting time on this shit? Exactly. Number two most hated was Dave Brass. Number three was Norma Clark. I mean, we don't give Dave Brass enough credit for being such a dickhole. Um, I mean, I guess on some level, I kind of understand Dave Brass, but I don't understand why he would come back after he won that money. Me neither. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, he split it up into two separate things. So his most hated villains were number one, the governor, number two, uh, Vern Schillinger, and number three was a tie between Timmy Kirk and Supreme Allah. Is Supreme Allah really that big of a deal? Yeah, he was uh, a big deal for a while. He was. Remember, there was that point where, <laughs> God damn it, where Augustus rolled up on him in the shower. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, but Augustus deserved that shit, dog. I don't give a fuck what nobody saying. If you a nigga who can't walk, if you if you a nigga who can't walk, you can't just roll up on somebody and try to fight. Like this is not how this is supposed to go. You need to go in that bitch with a plan. That nigga rolled up on him like, pull over. That ass is too fat. Woo, woo. <laughs> <laughs> that nigga rolled up on him like, wee, wee. <laughs> that nigga rolled up on him like, you will respect more authority. <laughs> like a cop cow. Oh, my God. <laughs> so he said his favorite season was season three. And then one, two, four A, three again, four B, six and five. Uh, that's in my head now his biggest arc was Robeson uh, he felt like Cyril and Robeson made season 6 worth it um, no I can't say Cyril like Cyril had that moment of season 6 made yeah, that made, was funny. made me like really like go, go places but like this, the, the rest of Cyril with the fucking hand puppet that speaks with Jericho more. my nigga <laughs> The hand puppet that speaks normal and his his inner monologue, um, just you know, like it just didn't work. I mean, it was like I I I I couldn't make it to the bathroom. Does anybody see me shitting on myself? Does anybody see me shitting? Yeah, I just didn't. I just that that just didn't work for me. It didn't land. The way they needed it to land. That shit was just funny to me. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. Uh, he said that his favorite, that his uh, funniest scene, which we actually do have audio of, uh, was the world famous poet in the call center. Hey, what you call me? You fuck you, you greasy old bitch. Hey, poet. <laughs> oh, what you think? I don't know where 122 Wayne Street is? Think again, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> That is literally a oh my god moment. Yeah. Oh my god. Danger. <laughs> the man in the bookstore. I mean, he, he murdered a man in the bookstore, but he also took out like four other people. He was high. Yeah. He was high. Um, but yeah, so that was Joe's uh list of favorites. And I appreciate that so much. Oh, God. And then I tried to do a um, a poll of the sound bites, but we only had like two or three people voting. So, or two people voting. So, some of them ended up being ties. Okay. Um, but yeah. I think, I think we should do, I think we should do our list. You gotta, you gotta pull it out. Okay. Yeah, let's see. Let's see. All right. So, the list is as follows. Andrew Schillinger. Fuck you, guys. You you love that more than we did. I loved it so much. Like that was the first one where I was like, you know what? I gotta make this into a soundbite. That's I middle have of, to. That's the middle of the pack for me. Just like just like fucking role model will be the middle of the pack. I don't want to answer to this question. Uh this one is at the bottom of the pack for me. He's just another fucking wanker. Yeah, dead last. That's dead last, or or very, very much last. Yeah, yeah. Um, this one only made me laugh, but it made me laugh a lot. Hey, Tiger, give him a lazy eye. 
I really wish they had played out the uh, Peter Shabetta uh, storyline longer before they killed him off, so I could have used that soundbite more. That is that's one hundred percent you. That is not either of us. Okay, fine, fine. Okay, so what about this? It's funny, but it's not top. It would make my top five. It wouldn't make my top three. Brandon, thoughts? Nope. There's only one answer to this. You're getting to it probably the next two. All right, fine. I have balls. That's a good one. That's top three. That's top three right there. (laughs) That's me. Fucking role model. That's number one for me, but I know it's not for everybody else. I would would put a middle of the pack. I really do love it, but not like you love I, it. I would be I would be modest and I would put it five. I could I can see it at five. I can see it at five. And actually, just so for listeners who are wondering, um there are uh, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20 sound bites overall. Holy fuck. We really have a lot of those, huh? Yeah. Uh next one is this one. you have to remember is that this is about power you cannot let these people take your power away from you remember Cyril you are the center of the universe what the fuck you looking at that's at the bottom for me yeah, it's it's cool, but I I, I view that whole storyline as comedy to me. So it doesn't it doesn't hit. I the love same. that one. What the fuck are you looking at? Well, yeah. I have that separate, so I guess I should have just said that. What the fuck you looking at? Yeah, yeah, so, that part, that part, because that part is up there. That part is up there. It's not. It's it's high high middle. Here's my number one. What I hate, jive ass niggas. I mean, that's up there. That's that may be two. That's 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 definitely top three. That may be number two. There's only one one. Okay. What, what do you think is one? I, well, I'll wait till you see it. I'll wait till you hear it. Martin Montgomery. Okay. That, that doesn't that that's funny. I would say that's about six for me. Okay. <laughs> That acting is just so much. That's I love it so much. That is definitely number one. That's number one for me, bro. It's it got to be. It's got to be. It is so much. <laughs> I love it so much. I love myself in this place. The nigga was overacting so hard, he damn near gave himself an accent. <laughs> He almost sounded British. He is British. He's British as fuck. I find my soul in this place, or I am lost forever. Oh, he's British as fuck in real life. That makes sense. So is Adebisi. That makes sense. Don't fuck with quirks. I like that. That's number two for me. 
I, I like it, but it's not it's not it's not high on my list. It's 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 in the top five for me. Well, let's see. Top seven. Top seven. Yeah, I I rather what the same guy from House of Cards. It is. Yeah, and and um, and Dirty D. He was Dirty D. I still fuck with that Dirty D song. They should put that this that should be a clip every time he came in. You're a nigger. I love that one too. High middle, maybe middle middle for me. Okay. I have balls. Speak up, boy. I can't hear you. I don't know which one that was. I I have balls by itself is high. Yes, but the whole thing is yeah. No, no. There's, there's, there's another one that's just that's just yours. Like I don't find that I don't rate that I don't rate that one at all. It, it's just it's it's just so on point because we can't find the spoon that you once had is so one hundred percent on point with it. Okay, so the next three, well, the next, yeah, the next three. Surprise, motherfucker! Nah. It's, yeah, but it didn't come from this show, so it doesn't it doesn't count. This one, I I have to shift some things around. This might be in my top three. And that's not right. That's not right. Bye. That's not right. Bye. That that's four. That that's the new four for me. That's the new four. It's not quite top three, but that shit that that goes. <sighs> Boy. And then the last one is a Tuesday from today. Like the worst day of your life for me was Tuesday. Yeah, it's cool, but it's it doesn't it's not from this show, so I don't quite the the same way that Martin Montgomery is a clip, and because you put Jetson behind it, doesn't change the fact that Martin Montgomery is just kind of funny and had just how fucking upset he was by just the name, just rage. <laughs> yeah, like, so, so so just because I mean the Jetson behind it doesn't doesn't change the fact that it was. That it that was actually from the show, so I rate that one a lot higher than some of the other ones that weren't from the show. Okay, you you I see what you're doing there. It's all right. I agree. I'll, I'll give you that. Yeah, but yeah, definitely Saeed overacting because I loved Saeed's overacting. I need to start watching fucking Chicago Fire or whatever just to see if he's still about that life. You know he is. He ain't got shit else to do. Yeah, he ain't got shit else to do. Ladies and gentlemen, this takes us to the end of Oz. Yeah, man. Yes! <laughs> uh, next up, before we hop into the orphanage for Orphan Black, we are going to go to the football field. And we are going to watch a little-known show that changed the NFL forever. Uh, <laughs> that's right. You're my favorite show that ESPN ever put out. The most petty show that I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> Nigga, the star running back skips the first, the split, skips the game to go smoke crack at a crack house. And oh that's the God. first episode. Oh my God, it's so petty. That's if y'all want to watch it, episode. if y'all want to watch it with us, I swear to you, it's available on YouTube because 
They don't give a fuck. It is ESPN. Well, only, I think hmm? The only four, only the first four episodes, I didn't see any more. Well, then y'all better find a way to download that shit because we're taking it to the field. We're discussing ESPN's playmakers. Question. Are we doing two episodes or are we doing one at a time? We're doing two. Okay. Because I've already watched the first four episodes, the ones that are on YouTube. I've already watched those at least three times each. Yeah, now we're going to zoom through this one so we can actually get to uh, Orphan Black. Word up. All right. So, listeners, uh, you can catch Scar on Twitter at Scarfinger. Brandon's on Twitter at that cool black nerd. That's BLK. And I'm on Twitter at Rashani. The show is Return to Oswald. Uh, the email address is return to Oswald at gmail.com. You can leave a review on Podchaser, copy and paste that in the Apple Podcast, copy and paste that into Good Pods. And thank you to everybody who's been checking us out on Good Pods as well as on Podchaser. Um, you can donate to the show at patreon.com slash single simulcast or at buymeacoffee.com slash SSCast. You can. Um, or on the Good Pods app, you can go ahead and go to the tip jar. And all money goes towards buying books for Ratchet Book Club or for uh, buying episodes for the shows here on YouTube uh, and on Hindsight. We really appreciate y'all. Thanks so much for listening. Even you, Aggie. Shout to my nigga Aggie, dog. I hope you, or, or, you made or, it. To, or, or. I hope you made it to this part. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to my nigga Aggie, dog. We fuck with you, dog. I need. I want. I want. I want to get that. Like, if he responds, whenever he responds, I want that email, dog. I want that shit framed. Okay. I got some document frames that I was supposed to put my degree and shit in, and I never actually did that shit. So it's right the right size of paper. So you're gonna save it for I? Oh, dog. Oh, dog. <laughs> man don't don't put up the hooks dog you about to get us all fucked up you saw when they coming for, they coming for insecure like <laughs> yeah i ain't worried about that they can't see me until you told them so now i'm gonna go hide uh again thank y'all so much for listening we greatly appreciate y'all y'all be good we're gonna holler at you later peace he's out bye Single simulcast. Don't know by now that you're